Welcome to the Scrubverse Podcast, your last stop for the latest in gaming news and pop culture. We're your hosts, Chris and Corey. Prepare for dissension. That looks like that box looks like it has a, a joystick on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, talk about that. Okay. I got it. I got it right here. Ah. I'm super stoked. I bet. That thing looks big. It's it's a fat boy. It's a fat boy. It is a fat boy. But we're in the showcase room right now and it's just showing the entire stream for Anarchy Reigns. So. Outstanding. That's the <laughs> yeah. shit I want to see. It's really good. Like that game is still so good. Like it's stupid. Like so for anyone that doesn't know, on uh Megavision's Thursday night throwdown last Thursday, we finally, after weeks and months of talking about playing Anarchy Reigns, mm-hmm. we finally got a pretty confident six some at one point seven people playing. Yep. And uh I've I'm better at that game than I thought I was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I did all right. I I took top score, I think, either two or three times. But yeah. by far, the biggest fucking threat was you. <laughs> like, just... It, it was... I like, even started changing characters. I was like, all right, I'm going to change up characters. And I never played Douglas before, and I won. <laughs> yeah, no, you played... I want to say that you... Uh, change characters every single time and it was like i had no problem taking on tj he he was easy scotty was easy i would say that brett was pretty good like he knows his shit but whenever i saw you i'm like (sighs) do i do i want to do this do i want to do this i'm probably gonna lose or run so for anyone who doesn't know what this game is, Anarchy Reigns is a game that came out in 2000. I think we found out 2012. Yes. And uh, it was a game by Sega and Platinum. Mm-hmm. And it was just basically, you remember how Unreal uh, Unreal Tournament used to be? This is kind of like Unreal Tournament but without guns. It's all melee and stuff like that. Except if you pick a character that has range, which I always did. <laughs> Durga's <laughs> only two so ca- fucking stupid. There's only two characters that have like range weapons like that and it's durga and i think it might either be garuda or gargoyle has like a dedicated range like my the range weapon is my heavy weapon okay is my killer weapon so okay. i i hold r2 and then i can go into my easy my normal ones so with that you know that like shotgun kick that i would get people with mm-hmm. that is actually if you hold your killer uh heavy hit attack if you hold it and then let it go early before the cannon shot, it goes into that. So there would be a lot of times where I would accidentally hold it too long and I just shot the cannon and it does like 25% damage. Yeah, it's pretty fucking dumb. Like I realized that he was stupid after a while and I was like, all right, I'm going to change this up a little bit. <laughs> like, without a doubt, the the three characters that gave fucking problems... I would say is Durga, Zero, and oh, it's one of the Rin sisters. It's the one with the pole. It's the one that I played a lot. Oh, that's Feyrin. Feyrin. 
those three characters are fucking dumb. I don't even think any of the Rins are even like. I know we're saying tears like this mm-hmm. game fucking matters, but uh, I don't even think she's like. I think she's like mid tier, but Durga, Baron, and uh, Zero are definitely higher tiered. When I went looking through the, it's not really the official, but it's the Anarchy Reigns wiki. Mm-hmm. Um, they had it split up between the Japanese and the North American yeah. uh, tiers. The Japanese people, they have their own mode that they mainly play on, while we did either Deathmatch or Battle Royale. And they said for mm-hmm. those two game modes, uh, this was the set tier list. And like I think their S rank character was zero. And then their gold rank characters, or the next lower, was two of the three Rin sisters, which was Iron and Faerin, and then Jesus. Durga. And then it, <laughs> Durga. <laughs> everyone else was middle tier. And then the three characters that were low tier was uh, Mathilda, Jack, and um, Big Bull. But yeah, Big Bull's he Big yeah. Bull is good in a group of people, but like one on one, he's not that great. Yeah, no. But that Anarchy Reigns is one of the funnest, most entertaining arena fighters that I've ever played. It's so fun. Like I didn't go into Anarchy Reigns. I like this past week, I beat the entirety of Anarchy Reigns. I didn't go into it with a lot of high hopes i guess i didn't expect much from it yeah well because at this point that's about the easiest way to unlock characters is just play the campaign even though it sucks yeah the the way that the campaign is set up is pretty fucking garbage the entire premise is you'll go to one of four different regions and then you have to build up points by killing uh, on-screen enemies, and over time they'll just get harder and stronger and stronger and stronger, and you have to build up a either at first you build up at three thousand points, and it'll open up a free mission, and the free mission you can do whenever the fuck that you want to, but then you can from do them there over and, over again and you too. can do yeah you can do them over and over, but after you hit a hundred thousand points, then you'll get your story mission. And then you have to go in these 100,000-point intervals to go free mission, story mission, free mission, story mission, free mission, story mission. And I just feel like the way that they go about doing this is just padding the game to make players play more. Well, the thing is the single-player mode was, wasn't even in the original game. This game was originally a multiplayer-only game. Yeah, I found that out afterwards which yeah i understand to a degree but i mean if you're going to do it that way why not just streamline it to just be the story missions because i think that would have been better like all the shit that was going on in the free missions why didn't you just incorporate that into the overworld they probably i don't don't know but the thing is i was like so i finished the entire game with like a gold ranking and I started realizing, like, if you get platinum on a mission, you just automatically go to the next mission. Like, yeah. it just opens it up automatically. Yeah. Uh, the only problem is if you get, like, a gold or a silver. I don't, like, let's say each world, I think, has, like, six missions. It usually has three free and then three story missions. Mm-hmm. And 
if you get a gold or a silver on any of those and then platinum all of them, you won't get a platinum. You have to platinum like everything yeah. to get the platinum. But, I, I wasn't about to do all that work. I, I think I finished the game at a silver rank. Mm-hmm. And that final boss is pretty fun. Like the 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 not not the fight itself, but the ending cinematic with it oh, is pretty good. Yeah, against Android Nikolai mm-hmm. and all that. So because yeah, when was... I was young, I I never beat the game before until a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Because back in the day, uh, it's not the online community is non-existent for this game now unless we're playing, but. The easiest way to unlock characters back in the day was just play rank mode. Mm-hmm. Because every couple levels, you got to open a character or unlock a character so you didn't have to worry about it. But no, I had a lot of fun with it. And I'm really hoping that we can do it as a monthly thing and start getting more and more people in it because the game is super fun. It's just so fun. The That, uh, what was it? The Death Ball? The Death Ball. Okay, so, so it was Brett, Scotty, and TJ. They called us out. They were like we want. They were like Sega nerds or Sega Sega addicts. I can't remember which one it was. They were Sega addicts. And they were like, we're gonna call out Scrubverse and Death Ball, something we had never played before at all. And also, we had to have two CPUs on our team, mm-hmm. and they only had to have one. And they were they were pretty cocky in the beginning, and they were kicking our asses in the beginning. I think it was like three zero at one point, but then we figured it out, and we came back and won like. Six to zero or six to three, it was ridiculous. Uh, six three. I want to say it was six four. They did score, but when we got to yeah. the end, um, that that was, was just uh, really. Death ball is like Rocket League. Yeah, yeah. That's just straight up Rocket League. And it, like on my part, I'm like, I'm just gonna fucking wing it. Just try to play some <laughs> decent defense. I wouldn't even know that I had the ball. Like, you would have to tell me, you had the ball. Run, run, yeah, run. Yeah. <laughs> You're glowing green. You have the ball. I can't see Durga's that. dumb. Durga's dumb in that, that uh, what, format mm-hmm. because of the ranged. The ra- like, I, because at one point I'd be like, the only time someone got away from me if it was if literally my gun, my bullet, they were too far away for my bullets to hit them. And I was like, oh, they got it. It's It's over. Yeah. But... Man, like at the, I remember that final one. I got the ball. I had berserk mode, and there was like ten seconds left. I just popped berserk mode, and apparently the only so when you're holding the ball, you go a little bit slower, and you don't have access to like all your regular attacks and all that stuff. Right. And but in berserk mode, there's a move where Durga just like smashes the ball on the ground. So I just kept doing that over and over again. And Scotty was just like, this is bullshit. And I was like, I'm just trying to run the <laughs> clock out. And then I scored because I was right by the goal. So and the only thing that is different is the goal won't open up until you've held the ball to a certain amount of time. I think you have to hold the ball for about it. 20 seconds yeah there it's was a bar a at the top yeah there was a bar at the top that would like get to a point and it would say goal open so but no this is it's a shame that this game was so uh not advertised correctly not it supported sh- it, not supported at all it was 30 dollars when it came out brand new because i bought it day it came out because the pre i pre-ordered it two days before it came out so that i could get bayonetta as the pre-order bonus the like when i went looking for uh, like guides on how to unlock all the characters, you know, I stumbled upon the GameFAQs uh, mm. message boards, and 
that game, I mean, it, it had a strong following, and there was a huge rivalry between U.S. and Japanese players. Yeah. <laughs> like, huge rivalry between the two because, like, they would be American players that would jump into their games, and they would just immediately boot them out. And then whenever they met up in deathmatch, they would be calling out motherfuckers' names and be like, that fucking bitch. Yeah. It was. It, is, it seemed pretty hype, and like the game lasted, I think, until about 2014, 2015. Yeah, with the right support and the right advertising, this game could have totally been at Evo. Like, as long as developers were tweaking, like Durga should be tweaked, Durga should be nerfed, and like all these like Durga and Zero, were, without a doubt, need to be nerfed. Yeah. But that's never going to happen now. No, unfortunately. So, but like, if this game was getting, you know, the updates that you know, like Samurai Showdown or Dragon Ball Z, Street Fighter Five, and all that stuff, like nowadays is getting, this is a game that I could see, maybe at Evo, but definitely at bigger like Combo Breaker and other tournaments as like a side tournament or something yeah. like that. Because yeah. these games are so fun, and like, I'm glad I have a group of people that. Can actually because I we used to like the de facto way to play this game was on 360. That's the system everybody used to play on because it was just a better online support back then. Right. Uh, well, now nobody wants to pay for Xbox. Uh, you know the Xbox 360 online service, so everyone just plays PS3 because it's free. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, hopefully I'm gonna try and make sure that we do it at least once a month because man, that game's so fun. <laughs> I was apprehensive at first, but that what, uh, Thursday night definitely won me over. We got to play yeah. more Death Ball. I got to play more of the other modes. I thought Death Ball was going to be like, oh, kick the ball into like this little hole, kind of like uh, the, yeah, the one mission, like the the one mission in the the Chinatown stage. Yeah, Hong Long, not Hong Kong. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will say the one thing that I'm pretty not upset about, but the. I think is a missed opportunity was more of a callback to the mechanics of Mad World. Yeah, because this is Mad like a World, spiritual successor to Mad World. Well, it's a continuation of sorts. I mean, uh, you know, Jack is... And, uh, yeah, Jack and Baron. <laughs> yeah. The, like, I would just wanted to see, like, let me grab a, a dude and then, like, slam him into, like, a wall of spikes or throw somebody into a wood chipper. You know, yeah. like, Mad World was a gory fucking game. Like, a yeah. hardcore gory game. And I was hoping to see a little bit more of the uh, the interesting ways that you can dispatch your enemies. That's what yeah. I, That was what I was hoping for. But all in all, it's, like, it's still... There's, there's, there's one mission where, like, he almost, I guess, I guess, like, in Mad World, like, there's a part where he would just go berserk and his eyes would turn red. So it was just mm-hmm. black, red, and uh, white. Yeah. And there's a mission or there's a cutscene where he almost goes into it. Yeah. So I guess that that's something Maybe that he's trying to, to like. It. Yeah. Uh, but no. Uh, yeah. This game, I think you can get it right now on the PlayStation Network uh, for 19.99. But if anybody's interested in getting it, get yourself a physical copy because physical copies are like $5, maybe mm-hmm. less than that. What's weird is every time, and Scotty's been seeing this too, anyone that listens to this podcast knows that I always go to half-price books whenever I'm down in Texas, and I've been seeing more and more copies of factory-sealed Xbox 360 versions of Anarchy Reigns. 
like sealed in ceram, like in the plastic wrap still. It's weird. Like I at one of them there was like five of them just sitting there for that's, like six bucks each. That's odd. It must have been a warehouse, like either somewhere some a warehouse somewhere must have found a bunch of them and dumped them or something. Because like Scotty's finding like three and four at a time at half price books up in Pennsylvania. So I don't know what's going on with them. Hmm. Only Xbox 360, though. Not PlayStation 3. PlayStation 3 was the hardest for me to find. Well, I, had I think to trade. there was more people that, like, at least in the West, uh, a lot more players on the 360. Because 360 was the more popular system during that right. time. Especially in the early I, days. Mm-hmm. I had to trade one of my Starlinks to Kusanagi so I could get a copy, even though we found two copies at, uh, what was that place called that you Second took Second and Charles. Yeah, second and Charles, but yeah. From now on, I'm making a staple to buy every copy of Anarchy Reigns that I find, and then I'm just gonna start giving them out to people and be like, "Play this game. You need to play this game. It's Don't sell new, it. It's the new story. You're gonna get a yeah. You're gonna get a dollar fifty for this game. Mm-hmm. Don't play this game. So, but yeah, it's it's a real shame like that it didn't get the love that it deserved. But we're definitely gonna be playing it more. Uh, there's some people I think uh, we had so we had you me Chris TJ Brett uh, Scotty I think we got Ichabod in there at one point he's yeah this one of just our random people. fucking Ick dude came in well he's in the Discord he's in the Is Discord he? all the time on the uh, Megavisions yeah okay yeah Megavisions Discord but yeah so if you're interested in playing this game let us know and we'll make sure to invite you for another Thursday night throwdown so. that's off your PS3 man. Yeah, there's there's a layer just sitting on mine that's just like perpetually there. So, <laughs> it's it's become a part of the system now. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, let's right see. on. Yep. Uh, speaking of which, uh, so we didn't even bring it up, but we're gonna go into weeks because this is the first thing for my weeks is I bought the physical edition of the Anarchy Reign soundtrack. So how is that? Uh, I haven't got it yet because okay. it's shipping from J- it's shipping. I got it through Amazon, but it's shipping from Japan. How much so, was it? It's thirty four dollars. Yeah, I could see that. But like CDs are more expensive in Japan. But also, it's a CD that's hasn't been around since two thousand and twelve. So, <laughs> I'm just surprised that someone actual because it's uh, the actual like Anarchy Reigns like that version didn't exist so the this game is called max anarchy in japan yeah and that's what the soundtrack is is max anarchy but it doesn't matter because all it's not all in japanese like this soundtrack is fucking bonkers this soundtrack is amazingly good even you were like i can fucks with this yeah so- <laughs> no, no no the the music in max anarchy or anarchy reigns is fucking ridiculous it's like but rap rock Okay, I was about to say, yeah. I would say, yeah, it's definitely some crazy rap and some rock. It's just weird. Like, it's it's a really good soundtrack, though. Yeah, it's like... That first track, Ruthless, is... metal. Yeah, that first track... I can't... This soundtrack is not on Google Play. It's on Spotify, but the soundtrack... So, on Spotify, someone made a playlist of all the music. Can't play it. It's all like the music has been taken down or you you just can't even click play. Like if you look up Max Anarchy uh, soundtrack on Spotify, 
you'll find a soundtrack, you'll find a playlist, but you cannot play any of the tracks. I don't know why. That's crazy. Same thing happened with uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. That muse, that whole soundtrack used to be on Spotify, and then I guess the composer like hit them with a cease and desist because I think some, I think you could just upload music on Spotify sometimes, and he made them take it down. So that was a couple years ago. It might be back up now. No, I looked it up. Um, like one of the artists is Trey Dot. He still got music up there, but. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing. Yeah, if you if you individually search these artists, they're they might have music, but they don't have anything from this album. Like you can't find a lot of the music from this album. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame because I think it's a two disc album because it's about like thirty different songs and all that stuff. It's so good. Like when it first came out, I was like, I still have my YouTube playlist. That's what I was playing on the stream. Well, I made that YouTube playlist back in 2012, and every single, like, none of those videos got taken down. Like, all of those videos are still up, and I just listen to the soundtrack all the time. But I was like, I need a physical copy of this because I'm wanting to start. I've decided I wanted to start buying, like, physical CD copies of video game soundtracks that are available, like the Doom soundtrack, like Doom 2016. Yeah. That one's, like, 13 bucks on Amazon, so I should probably pick that one up. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, yeah, that one's awesome too. But no, if uh if you're interested in this, go go check on YouTube and look for that playlist that I made. It's a Max I think I named it Anarchy Reigns or Max Anarchy or something like that. And you can listen to it. It's all in the order of what the CD's tracking list is. So, man, like here we go, Ruthless, Murder Death Kills, like all those albums. I was listening to it earlier today. Like, I wanted to listen to that and play Doom, but you can't really do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you either have to listen to music or you have to play Doom. Yeah. So. But, no, I guess going into the next one, uh, I've been playing a lot of Doom this week. If you've seen me on Discord, it, t- it says what I'm playing. Anytime I get some free time, I've been playing Doom 2016. And, uh, Gearing up for I Eternal? Trying to, yeah. Uh, I never fi- officially beat the game, so I'm playing through it right now. Uh, I'll be streaming it as well, but I'm playing it on hard and I've switched from uh, controller to keyboard and mouse and it makes the game so much easier to control. It is ridiculous how precise the mouse and keyboard is because I've mapped the melee button to one of my uh, my shoulder buttons on my mouse mm-hmm. and because I was like, oh, because it's basically, you know, WADS controls, like when you're like strafing side to side and all that stuff, and you're using yeah. your the mouse for all that. But I was having a problem because my fingers would get messed up because default melee is uh, the F button, and okay. I would mix up. And it's, I mean, it's like right there to where the right next to the D, but I would just my brain isn't used to it yet, so I mapped that button over to my mouse, and it's it's just so good. It feels so good. Uh, it feels really good to play that game again. And I think I'm on like level three right now because I've been trying to do the uh, get the secrets and all that shit. Okay. So, so you're yeah, like pre- right when you find out that you're in hell. Uh, we're, uh, we're going to the tower to okay. destroy the tower. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. the next level is officially hell. I think that's and- where I stopped playing Doom. I actually have never completed it. 
I, know. I got to the level that I got to the first level that you're in hell. Mm-hmm. And I never, I don't think I ever got back out of hell. I know there's like 10, I think there's 13 missions in the game or 12. I can't remember. Yeah. It might be 12. That's a game but, that I need uh, to revisit. I'm going to send you this. I'll also put this in the Discord for listeners, but I'm sending this to you right now. I have to find this poster. <laughs> the problem is it's a Mondo exclusive. And it was only released in April of 2019. And it's a special 275 limited edition. Wow. So the one that you see first, that's like a special edition, the really yellow one. I looked it up. That one, that's not the one I officially want. The one I want, if you scroll down a little bit, is the more red one. Yeah, I see it. With the Kakyo Demon and all the other stuff in the background. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the yellow one, someone is selling on eBay for $290. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's Mondo. Mondo makes good shit. And... uh, well, it's not specifically, you know, that's this is an actual artist, and then he sold his thing to Mondo, but that that's a really good poster, and it's that's not a pretty a, fucking sick, dude. It's not an eleven by seventeen either. It's a, like a thirty six by twenty four. Oh, so it's it's a big fucking. It's a, almost a movie poster. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a big boy. Holy shit! I'm looking at some of their other shit. There's this, this one artist. Yeah. There's this uh, poster of Geralt, $1,000. Oh, you're looking on eBay. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm looking at the shop. Like, if you go back to that website, Uh, I'm looking. Oh, he has a shop? Yeah. Oh, wow. I bet you it's because it's an older one. Jesus, the alien is $150. Yeah. But that alien one looks real good. Oh, yeah, the Geralt one. Jesus Christ. Yo, that one that you were talking about, the Doom bloody... Yo, uh, 90 bucks. Yep, buying that. Go buy that. <laughs> I didn't know you could just buy it from here. There you go. I got to get the bloody regular. Yeah. The bloody regular looks real good. Ooh, then I wonder... I was scrolling down. There was... They, the Star Wars ones look really good, too. Yeah, I'm going to have to... It's either a poster... Or a bookcase. And I think I'm going to go with a poster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to post this. I'll post. Oh, my God. It looks so good. Wait, let's see. I want the bloody regular. Add to cart. Yep, 24 by 36. This is going to be, might be my first. Where the fuck am I going to put this thing? I got no wall space in here. (laughs) You're going to have to take something down. Uh, This dry erase board's going in the fucking garage. (laughs) (laughs) But no, this Doom, like, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll shoot that in the Discord later. Oh, what else did we do? I guess I can stop. Let's switch this back over to this. Stop this Twitch and pull up my Word document. Uh Oh, I almost had to buy, I thought. So if it's not you with PC problems... It's me with PC problems. Oh, not restart that. If it's not Scotty with PC problems, it's there me you with go. PC problems. If it's not me with PC problems, <laughs> then it's you. That's that's how yeah. the hierarchy goes. Shit always rolls downhill. Yeah, man. So I think it was Monday. I think it was Monday. It, it was immediately I, after the podcast. 
So either Sunday. No, either Sunday Sun- I wasn't on my computer that much, but it was Monday. I, yeah. I think I remember because okay. I was working that day too. Uh, I go and it was like, hey, you got Windows updates. I was like, all right, let's just restart the computer. So I restarted it and it never came. It came on, but it never went anywhere. No monitors were turning on, nothing. And I was like, all right, this has happened. You know, I've had monitors not come on before. So I, you know, check the cables and all that stuff. And I'm like, huh, this is weird because I got my laptop and I was like, maybe something's wrong with one of these monitors. Nope. All four monitors worked. And I'm not even getting a BIOS boot screen. And I'm like, oh, shit. What was that thing TJ said about that malware that makes it look like you need a Windows update and then it fucks you up? And then I was like, oh, shit, maybe I also got a virus or something like that. And I'm just like, what the fuck do I do? So I, I start messing with things. I start looking up things and all that stuff. I'm like, I don't know what to, like, I got nowhere to start. Like, I've never seen a computer not boot to BIOS, at least the BIOS screen. Right. Like, I've seen them not boot to Windows because there's a Windows problem. But it would still take you to your motherboard's BIOS uh, interface. And I wasn't getting that either. And I was like fuck so i think it was monday or tuesday i'm start i start unplugging everything and i plug in basically just everything like even the keyboard and mouse weren't coming on nothing like i would unplug them and plug them back in and they would go through the power cycle you would see the lights go on and then they would just not be on so i have a mechanical keyboard that's backlit like it would go through it's like checking to see if everything worked mm-hmm. it would do that and then it would go back off so even if my like I, I was trying to hit like F2 or delete to go into BIOS, it wouldn't even do it. I was like, what the fuck is going on with this? I've never had this happen. So what I did was I took the computer apart. Like I opened it up and I took off. I had another heat sink. So I was like, maybe it's the CPU just got overheated. Maybe this is a bad heat sink. So I had an extra one. I put it on there. I unplugged everything from the motherboard like power wise, plugged everything back in and it fucking worked. It came on. So I was like, sweet. I plugged everything back in that I normally have plugged into my computer. It was like 1130, almost almost midnight on Tuesday. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to put this into sleep mode, and we're going to be good to go. I come back the next morning, and it won't. It comes out of sleep mode, but it won't let me go into Windows. Like, it won't let me log in. That's exactly the same issue that I was having with my PC. Oh, I... Hold on. I, you're going to fucking not like what I found out. Okay. But anyway, so I'm like, what the fuck? So I restart it. Again, nothing. Nothing's going nowhere. I was like, all right, what the fuck's going on here? So I finally look at my motherboard, and it's giving me – I notice that when it boots all the way up, it has a little digital like uh, counter on it. And it basically – it'll go up to 99, and then it's a green light, and then everything's good. Well, I notice it stops at 96. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I look up MSI. MSI motherboard stopping at 96 and I'm kind of start looking and they're like oh it could be a PCI slot error or something like that and I'm like PCI slot that that could be it but like like everything's powering on like my graphics card my Elgato capture device all that's fine and then I look and someone's like yeah so uh display cables fuck up your computer sometimes and I was like what because like I've I have four monitors now, but I used to run a three-monitor setup. I have two 
because my graphics card has two display ports, two HDMI ports, and a DVI port. So I'm like, all right, I just want to do display ports and HDMI because it's going to have the best resolution. Right. Well, I got a new display cable for the fourth monitor at the like when I got home Friday, I un- I unpacked it and plugged it in. That cable was fucking up my PC. I unplugged it and unplugged it from my monitor, grabbed a DVI cable, no problems ever since. Boots up fine, goes into sleep mode just fine. It was a fucking display port cable. And I start talking to TJ, and TJ's like, yeah, display port cables are pretty trashy. I only use DVI and HDMI. I was like, cool, glad I got the memo on this one. Like, Because <laughs> I was like thinking in my head, I was like, all right, I could probably put like a grand on my new egg card, get like a year financing. I could get a new motherboard. Uh, if I'm getting a new motherboard, I guess I'll get a solid state that connects to the motherboard. Might as well get a 970 and all this other stuff. And I'm really – I was – the shit was in my cart. Like, I was this close. The only thing that I was like, what if it's not the motherboard? Maybe I should just buy one thing at a time. And I'm like, if I buy one thing at a time, I won't get this year financing on it. So I got to buy right. everything, figure out what the problem is, and then send everything back that's okay. <laughs> but, no, nah, it's working fine. Uh, TJ said I, I might need to keep an eye out for a new motherboard just in case. So I might keep a lookout, save some money back, and might get a new motherboard later this year. Okay. But, yeah, dude, I'm pretty chill when it comes to computers. I was in here fucking losing my shit, man. I'm just <laughs> like, why the fuck aren't you working? Like, what the fuck is this? I start. So at one point, I'm able to get it back on. But it boots the Windows that was on my old – because I never took the Windows off of my uh, hard drive – that it used to be on. Remember how I used to say my computer's so slow and all this other yeah. shit? And then I did up, uh, a, a solid state update or uh, upgrade like mid last year. Well, apparently I never took that Windows off of that hard drive and it boots into that Windows. And I'm like, you know what? At least we got somewhere. So I start running scans on all of the hard drives that I have. No viruses anywhere. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? So I power it off, power it back on, and then I can't get anywhere else. But. We got it. It was a fucking... I cannot believe... Like, I never thought a display cable... A display cable could just jack your computer up like that. I've never even heard of a display cable. Like, I I always assumed that it was either DVI or HDMI. So, I think D- display is like a, a small window in between those two. Okay. Like, it's not as good as the HDMI, but it's a little bit better than DVI. Uh, a lot of... Newer computers get away from it. I think even a lot of the newer graphics cards, they'll have one on there, but a lot of people don't use them. Uh, but I don't know, man. Uh, I'm sticking with DVI and HDMI from now on. This one display is fine, display cable. It hasn't been giving me any problems. But Jesus H. Christ, man, that was a heart attack that I almost had. <laughs> That's interesting because the RTX 2070 Super that I have has three DVI ports and only one HDMI. There's no display cable on it. My I have a 1080 and it has two two HDMI, two display and a DVI. Got me looking at my shit right now. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah, okay. That's that's good. You didn't have to spend and go down a ra- fucking rabbit hole. 
on that shit. I was, because I was about to buy motherboard. I was looking at CPU. I was like, well, fuck, might as well get a new CPU while I'm at it. Uh, throw the RAM in there. Maybe the RAM's bad, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> Just go fucking nuts. Yeah, I, I mean, I was about to drop 1000 to $1,200 on new PC parts. Shit's crazy. But... I was. I even went. I was like, I'm gonna have to redown. I'm gonna have to wipe this hard drive, put a new Windows on it. So I went to my laptop and I like got the flash drive ready and got it booted up with the same one that we put on yours, mm-hmm. and uh, just in case. So, but yeah, I was fucking worried about that. Uh, the last thing we did was I finished The Witcher. Okay, it's good. I like it. It is good. We'll talk. It's very good. Uh, I already kind of knew what was happening. I started putting the piece. I do like in the last episode how the pieces actually do come together in the intro, mm-hmm. like the little intros of all of them. Right. And I, cause I started looking up like the Witcher three and stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, I know who this person is. Yeah. So, and all that. And, uh, but my wife is just like, I looked at her after like episode, it was the dragon episode, which is I think episode six, which I really liked that episode. Uh, I looked at her. I was like, are you getting it yet? Is it clicking yet? And she goes, no, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And I was like, all right, we're just going to wait then. <laughs> but I'm excited. Like we finished it. My wife goes, what? It's going to end like that. And I was like, yep. And you don't get any until 2021. And she goes, ah, <laughs> but no, the Witcher's good. Uh, we might do a little thing, uh, depending on how long we go today. Uh, we might do like a Mandalorian Witcher wrap up. Did you finish the Witcher? I did not finish The Witcher. I have not okay. seen episodes seven and eight. Well, then we can. We'll wait. I'd like to do both of those since there's only eight episodes each. Sure, we could do like a, a little short thing. Sure, maybe maybe it won't be part of a podcast or so. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Maybe but, a side uh, a side piece. Yeah, maybe it's our side show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. No, we don't need two podcasts. We got too much shit going yeah, we, on. We, we, we'll just addendum one. Yeah, we Here's might just be like next. Yeah. Uh, depends. We, we can save that for a slow news week. <laughs> okay. That's, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, what was it? I did say I did the, the, which was my final thing, but one more thing. Uh, I told you about who Brian Posehn is, right? Yes. Okay. So he was the first, the, in episode one of the Mandalorian, he was the guy you're aware of who he is though, right? Yes. He's like a comedian and all that stuff. I, I know him for the comedian shit and I know that he is an active member of like the metal community as a whole. Yeah. That's why I know him. Yeah. And he's a cartoon voice actor and all that shit too. Did so. not know that, but okay. I yeah, he's it. in he's in a show called Mission Hill. He's also in Brutal Legend. Like he's just in Brutal I can, Legend. I, I, as, I could see that being a thing. He's just him. Like he's not even playing a character. It's just his character model in real life in the game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh but no, I had forgot about uh, one of his stand-ups that used to be on Netflix, which I found out last night is no longer on Netflix, but it's called The Fartist. And uh, it is a... I went and listened to it again. I had fucking forgot how funny that is. Like, it is, it's from like 2012, 2013. I don't think he's done like another special since then. Okay. But, man, you need to go listen to it. It's about an hour long. It's on Google Play, on Spotify. Like, I don't... It's one of those ones you don't really have to like watch. If you do want to watch it, like you can rent it and all that shit. But it's funny. It's funny as fuck to listen to. Brian Posehn's awesome, and uh, I'm 
I'm excited because there's been rumors that they're trying to bring Mission Hill back. And I hope that's a real thing. Because that cartoon was fucking hilarious. But that's all I got. Right on. Uh, I've played a lot of fighting games this week. Almost exclusively. Uh, In addition to completing Anarchy Reigns. Almost completing Anarchy Reigns. Just side side tangent on that. I think it's fucking stupid that in order for me to unlock Gargoyle, I have to play the entire game over from Leo's perspective. <laughs> Fuck that. So that you could do the final mission as Leo and not as Jack. Stupid. That's they, the dumbest they, fucking shit. They went with the Sonic Adventure 2 where you have two paths and then you mm-hmm. come together for a very short final path. And that should have just been the end of it. I thought about it. I was like, I could blaze through it again, but I'm probably not even going to play Gargoyle. So, Gargoyle is apparently okay. Not amazing. He's just okay. Yeah, not enough. Like, if we play enough ranked, I'll get to rank 22 and I'll finally get it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But beyond that, I played Soul Calibur 6 for the first time. I had a group of guys come in, uh, I think, yesterday. Um, it was supposed to be our D and D day, but I was just like, I'm not in the mood for that shit. So I was just like, look, this is what I do when I have people over. I play fighting games. So y'all better figure some shit out. Let's get some shit going. And I pulled out about 10 different games for the PS4 and they picked soul caliber six. I'm like, cool. I have not picked up a soul caliber (laughs) since 2005, Two. two. Two, two, three. I played a little bit of three. I yeah. played a lot of two because I was a big Nightmare player, which Nightmare is still nasty in this game. Because uh, three was the one with the guy with the scythe on the front, right? Uh, yeah. I can't pronounce his fucking name. I, I want to say that it's Zemziel, but it's not. It's like Zemzemile or some stupid shit like that. He's I trash. forget about three. Whatever. Um, I forget that five exists. Like the one with Ezio. Oh, yeah, because I remember two because that had, you know, the console-specific ones. And then I remember four because it had also had, you know, Yoda and Darth Vader. Star I forgot Killer. about five. Starkiller. And I forgot about, yeah, Ezio was in five. And he was <laughs> terrible. He was awful. Yeah. But from what I heard, six is great. Six is a really good game. Like, yeah. I'm super surprised. So this is just judging, like, my knowledge of, you know, Soul Calibur two, which in my head is still the most popular one to ever come out. And then Soul Calibur yeah. 6, they put a meter bar in there. Yeah. Like I just I I didn't fucking <laughs> know that. That's that's pretty dope. Um but outside of that, it's it's a it's a solid fucking game. A lot of characters are just really good. Uh 2B mm. is nasty, Nightmare is nasty, Geralt is nasty. Uh, I forgot they put it Geralt. in there. I keep on saying Geralt. It's, it's a G. No, I. but that's how they... Per, don't they say Geralt in the show? Is it Geralt or Geralt? I think it's Geralt. Geralt. Whatever. I think it is J. I'm not good with words anyway, so... Do you say Jif or Gif? <laughs> it's it's Gif. But if it's Gif, it is. then it should be Geralt, not Geralt. Gif is a, an anomaly of a word. It's whatever. So. It's not even a word. <laughs> it's an acronym. Uh, but no, nonetheless, uh, it's a gorgeous fucking game. 
outside mm-hmm. of the like the the menu UI, like when you're going through the menu, it's really choppy. But when you're actually playing the game, it's fantastic. It's yeah. it looks no lag, nothing like that. Nothing. Nothing like that. It looks great. Uh that might be a game I regularly play now. It's super uh, good. It, it's on our Thursday night throwdown list that we haven't played yet. Really? Soul Calibur yeah. Six? Yeah. I just unlocked I, I bought all the characters for it because I was just like, this is really good. Make sure uh, you check out that Google Drive uh document that's in the Discord for the mm-hmm. stream team. Okay. And add extra add games if you want to to it. Because we've added a parsec thing to it as well. Okay. Games that we want to do parsec with. So Right on. Nah, Soul Calibur Six for like three, four hours. That's all we were doing all last night. Um I got my wife back into fighting games via Dead or Alive Six. She likes the physics. She she <laughs> she loves the physics. Uh, however, that game is not good. It's not. I've never been a big really Dead or Alive good. fan. Okay, so in defense of Dead or Alive, I want to say that like the first three, hard confirm, are really really good. The Sega Saturn version, fantastic. Probably the best version of Dead or Alive 1. The I think it's a remake on the Xbox for Dead or Alive 1 and 2. Those games, I think I played a lot of 2 on that one. Those games are pretty good. Dead or Alive 3 is great. Um, from what I understood, I never got a chance to do it, but uh, Dead or Alive 3 had like a tournament mode where 8 people can like be in a single room watching all the matches just going back and forth, back and forth. Uh, Kind of like Guilty Gear? Excerpt? Yes. It was a bit bit like that. Uh, Apparently, they also had a a tag team mode where it would be two on two. So you and me against, like, Scotty and Brett, and then you can tag me in, and then I have control. Uh, That sounds really fucking cool. There's like online, you could do that online. Or just on- really, online like that allegedly, ah, allegedly. Okay. Uh, I'm, and I'm assuming that they also had it local. I never had a chance to fucking do that. Right. But I, I also played a lot of Dead or Alive four with Tiff. It was okay. Uh, Dead or Alive five. That's when it kind of started going downhill for me. They released Final Bout or Final Round, and that had all of the content, and it was. It was playable. It was it was decent, but Dead or Alive Six, while it's a gorgeous game, it is just not aged well. Especially when I'm comparing it to other um, 3D fighters like Tekken Seven and even Soul Calibur Six, it's it feels very rigid. And the fact that you have to buy into a season pass that's ninety two fucking dollars. Yeah, fuck? yeah. So that's worse than Street Fighter Five. <laughs> there's six characters. Uh, there's some extra costumes and dumb bullshit like that. But it's ninety two fucking dollars. That's ridiculous. Yeah, like I wanted to play as Mai from King of Fighters because she's in right. the game, and I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. But you can't buy the characters individually. You have to get the season pass. Either Ugh. either you have to or I just didn't see it because I didn't see any options to just buy my by herself. 
Because I would have. What system? This is on the PS4. Oh, wow. In fact, let me... Uh, PSN. Hope, hope you don't uh, accidentally find that you paid way too much for that. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't... I didn't pay anything for it. I I bought it, it's twenty bucks online. But oh, as far okay. as like the uh yeah, June. Okay, so they do have some uh characters or they do have some individual add ons, but uh-huh. it's like DOA six Nova sci fi bodysuit set. There's like six or seven of them. It's fifty bucks. Season pass ninety dollars. Fucking, where's the characters? Are there characters available? No, those those are costumes. <laughs> those are costumes. Uh, wait, are these individual season passes? Ew. Wow. Okay, so you can buy the characters individually. Okay, and it does look like they're six dollars a piece if you just buy it solo. Okay, that's not I'm bad. I'm seeing DOA six season pass four, eighty nine dollars. DOA six season pass three, eighty dollars. Uh, DOA season pass two, sixty dollars. That's insane. That you would have yeah, individual he, uh, season. That's passes. more than the. That's more than the base game, probably. Yeah. No way. Like, I have a feeling that Koei Tecmo is like, this is a dying game. Let's see if the fans are dedicated enough to just fucking buy everything. Jesus Christ, man. That's ridiculous. Like, I know that I know that fighting games kind of have to fight for uh, not necessarily relevance, but capital. Um, because when you buy the game, you're essentially being handed, hey, here is you know, 15, 20 characters that you can just play. There's a few DLC characters on the way, um, but you may or may not want to play those. You might be comfortable. Like for me, I can play Guilty Gear by just playing Soul and Melia. Right. Forever. And that just be it. I wouldn't have to buy any extra characters beyond that. Um, and I've, and I've gone back to it before. I'm just like, what if they went to like a better monetization system where the base game would be cheaper, but you buy all the individual characters, and like in like MOBAs like League of Legends, the characters that you can select would cycle out week by weeks. Ah, okay. Like, so that would to, make more would, sense. It would force you to like play other characters and get better with other characters, right? Like when you're price gouging to that fucking degree. You're just I trying to want make money. Nothing to do with the game, which sucks yeah. because Dead or Alive is my wife's favorite game. So yeah. she was she was super excited to see it, but when she was just like season pass ninety two dollars, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Shit's trash. Yeah, uh, that's real bad. Played a lot of indie fighting games. Uh, one particularly that I want to get into is Arcus Chroma. Uh, I jumped on the dude's Discord. He is trying to make a very beginner-friendly fighting game. It reminds me a lot of Marvel vs. Capcom. Okay. Uh, same control scheme, everything. It's it's very pixel art-y. It looks nice. 
uh, very early, but what he's really trying to highlight is having a very in-depth um, move and combo list where gotcha. to the to the degree of detail where if I hit uh, 6C, it's going to say whether the move is an anti-air, whether it's a sweep, um, what the benefits of doing that and chaining it to another move is. It's interesting. So I, I encourage people to, at the very least, check him out on Twitter check out the discord check out the game i think it's maybe ten dollars early access no, once you have it you're in forever um that's really it for that i i know a few weeks ago i said i bought ray tracers i may have talked a little bit about ray tracers it's a arcade mm-hmm. racing game uh right you have to go beat the shit out of other fucking cars as you drive high speeds that game disappeared within the first week that i got it I have no idea where it's at. Just gone. And I've been looking for it for the last month, month and a half or so. Like I was in just Steam? Like, no. Physical copy. Oh. For PlayStation 1. Oh. So there's like this rule that goes on in my life that if something goes missing and I have to go buy – and if I go buy that same product – Something else in the house is going to go missing. It's just it's just the rule of law in my life. So I went out and I bought Ray Tracers again. I put okay. it away immediately in my library. I cannot find my Switch version of Guilty Gear. Gone. I know you bought it. I I know I bought it. It's just gone. It's the house eats things. Or something that's following me. He's fucking eating things. It's like a shitty It Follows. Exactly. <laughs> and rule of law in my life, once I buy that product again, the original item that was lost is going to turn up. For example, I have a cop like this weekend, I had a copy of Dead or Alive 6. On Friday, it disappeared. Completely gone. Looking for it fucking everywhere. The disc is missing. No one can fucking find it. My buddy replaces it, gives me a new copy of Dead or Alive 6. The disc immediately turns back up. Someone's fucking with you. So it just that's just how it works in my life. If I lose something, the, the cost of me getting it back is I have to go buy another copy. And then it will reappear. So I'm expecting this week Ray Tracers, the original copy that I found, is going to pop back up. <laughs> Bound to. <laughs> Has to. It's the only fucking way that anything in my life makes sense. Well, the Guilty Gear one's going to be a little bit harder. Yeah, because then I have to go on PlayAsia, which I don't care because I have that game on, like, I have uh, Guilty Gear X2 on four different platforms. Yeah. But the ability to play the original Guilty Gear is a little bit more of a prudent search because I only have the PlayStation version. That's all I got, too. So, but whatever. Uh, finally, I wanted to talk about this bad boy over here. You can see it in the back. I you bought can. a new. I bought a new fight stick. Um, however, the difference between this one, this is a fighting edge. It's a pretty good stick. I've looked at the reviews. Um, the highlight thing, the things to be highlighted about it is that Hori has been using a lot of Hayabusa parts for like their. Um, their Rap 4 Kai and the Rap 5 Kai and then the Fighting Edge. This, 
I have a conversion kit of the Fighting Edge for a hitbox. So if you go online, you look up a regular hitbox. A regular hitbox uh, uses Sanwa parts. But right. this one is a conversion of the Fighting Edge, and they are using combo parts, like combo okay. buttons and shit like that. Um, right. It's clean. It feels really, really good. It's it's a solid fucking stick. Um, you don't get to call heavy. it a stick anymore. It's though. not a stick. Um, you can't take the main hitbox. component of the name out and it's, then try to call yeah, it a stick. Whatever. It's it's a solid fucking hitbox. It feels go. really really good. And I was like halfway ten to be like, yo, let's let's push this to tomorrow so I can play more fucking fighting games. <laughs> this this is fucking dope. And like my biggest issue is like I have my uh, my rap for here. Uh, right. My biggest issue is I hate, I hate the fucking stick, especially on this one. Hayabusa sticks are mostly um, like they use box, box sticks. So if you if you move around your fight stick, uh, mm. if it goes into a circle, or or ape like an eight gate an octo gate, um, right. those are usually made by Sanwa. Uh, if you have like the box thing. Most of the time, it's made by Hayabusa. Uh, and okay. Hori usually sticks with Hayabusa parts. Uh, I prefer Kanba or Sanwa parts. So I do too. In the end, That's, it just it just feels really I'm putting the I'm putting really nice. San or Sanwa parts in my arcade cabinet once I get it fixed. Nice. No, I'm I'm super excited. Uh, like the second I get off, that's the first thing that I'm fucking doing. So the second you get off, you're gonna go get off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, Powell has asked me to do a review on this conversion kit, so I'm gonna play with it a little bit more and okay. uh, see what happens. But it's pretty dope. That's my week. I don't have a whole lot. It's just a lot of fighting games and buying a three hundred dollar conversion kit. I was about to ask how much it costs. It's two. <laughs> 289 uh i bought it off of arcade shock they have the kanba obsidian controller uh the hori fighting edge and then the hori rap and high grade edition oh um, yeah the, the the obsidian is the one i have yeah so it's just it's so pretty it's like this this metal sheet across the keys of my hand i told you cool. what i told you what i'm gonna do to it when i see it right no you're not <laughs> <laughs> hey, I said I'll I said I'll use an expo chart or an expo marker. At least that shit comes off. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, it's it's dope. I'm super How are the uh if you were wanting to get like a backdrop or like art on it or something is that possible with that or is it just like not nah, since there's not a plastic cover? I would have to get it engraved. You can do laser engraving. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So, I would probably have to take the faceplate off and then do an engraving. Mm-hmm. I would have to first find someone who can do that and then find a design that I would want on it. Um, but I can tell that this thing is going to be a bitch to clean because fingerprints smudges. and smudges show up on it everywhere. So there's no playing with your wiener and then trying to use the hitbox. No, I can't beat my meat and then try to you know get a few <laughs> rounds in of Street Fighter. It's just not going to work out. Also, oh, something man. that I noticed, there's another issue that I have with this, and I have to go get a converter. Um, it is not 
compatible with the PlayStation 3. Ooh. It's not a super deal breaker because a lot of the fighting games that I have on PlayStation 3 I also have on Steam. But even yeah. if I wanted the choice to do it... Um, like Third Strike? Well, again, Third Strike is on PlayStation 4 and on Steam because oh, of okay, the 30th yeah. anniversary edition. But... The PlayStation Three version is the best version of Third Strike. Right, that's why we always. That's what we always play. <laughs> yeah, so I have to get a converter. Um, I'm probably gonna go look for one of those Brooks converters. It's forty bucks. I'm not gonna do it this check because I'm, I'm not playing planning on playing anything on PlayStation Three anyway. But yeah, still. I mean, if anything, too, like you've got your other one that works on there. Yeah. For special occasions. Yeah. And I'm also so. thinking about in the future getting a mix box. The difference between a hit box and a mix box is that the the four buttons over here, the way that it's set up, you just put them down over here. The mix uh-huh. box are actually the directional inputs on your computer. Oh, okay. So up, down, left, like, okay, I see what you're saying. Right. And those are most commonly used in 3D fighting games, whereas this... They usually play these on 2D fighting games. It would just be really fucking weird because jump or up is my thumb, and that's down. <laughs> yeah. So. That's 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 crazy. I've never actually seen a hitbox, so. It's it's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. How I, do you I do, have been sold. How do you do, like, menu inputs? Like, how would you do, like, down to, like, quarter circle and all that stuff? Like, quarter circle. Just... So, the input for the hitbox is left, down, right, jump. Oh, so it's just, it's just, droop. Yeah. okay. So, it's, it's super easy because I can just roll my fingers across and get the input in. It, the only thing I can imagine being difficult, and maybe not too difficult because I have a dedicated finger for that. Is that if there was any 360 inputs like Zangief? Um, yeah, I would have to roll all my fingers around in order to get it right. Whereas the controller, you can just spin your fingers around, or on a stick, you just spin the fucking stick around. Right. Uh, I could imagine that being a little bit more difficult on here, but I don't play any characters that have 360 inputs, so fuck it. <laughs> all right, then there you go. But that's uh, it. All right, that's my week. All right. We're going to go into news. We're going to go into news. Kicking things off. Stadia is still going to shit. In fact, it's it's really <laughs> it's really going to shit. Yep. Uh, Google Stadia has seen its mobile downloads cut in half since November. According to Sensor Tower data, the from November 5th to January 13th, the mobile app version of Stadia has accumulated 550,000 installs. Now that sounds like a lot. But it should be noted that while Stadia launched on November 19th, uh, the Google Play app and the Apple Store was released on the 5th and the 12th, respectively. In that first month, they da- they had netted 383,000 downloads in just November alone, which means the remaining downloads since then is cut by nearly half. For over two months. For over two months. Uh, Bungie also has seen a drop in Destiny 2 Stadia population by more than half since then. Uh, Destiny 2 has been like the flagship title for Stadia. It's what everyone has been playing because they get it for free. Right. Um, 
as long as you have a pro subscription. Uh, mm. Per the player populations, the PlayStation 4 and the PCs uh, communities net over 400,000 each, uh, while the Xbox One has 313,000 concurrent players. Stadia has just over 8,000. <laughs> 8,000 people across the world. I just don't see Stadia like making it. Like I don't think Google's going to let it die right away because they've invested so much stuff mm-hmm. into it. But like we it's the same question every time we bring the Stadia up. It's like who the fuck is this for? Like <laughs> this is for people who don't have games. Like maybe but that's just such a PC. weird thing to think about. Yeah. Cuz who are you marketing this thing to? You're marketing it to gamers. Are you marketing it to people that are like so minimalistic? That they don't have a, they have a phone, and that's it. Apparently, the games are running fine on the phones. Like Stadia is doing really good on the phones, but that's about it. Like, it's it's crazy that I, it I just don't seems know. like a money hole. Like it just seems like they just keep putting money into it, and like I mean, that's we the way that see, I see it. it because yeah. the thing is, it's like yeah, it's cool to use. Stadia, if you're going out in town and you don't want to take, you know, a console with you or your big old fucking laptop with you, you can just take a tablet and play off of that. But when you get home, you have your consoles or you have your your PC. Yeah. And I mean, if if if, even if you have like a budget PC, I mean, you still have your fucking PC. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. So, like, on Twitter, Gene Park, he uh, they posted a video. Uh, they said, here's my Google Stadia review in one GIF. And the GIF is him hitting his space bar. And then, like, a good half a second later, his character jumps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're still having issues with the with the build of Stadia anyway. It's not, it's not doing well. I mean, just recently on the 16th, uh, Google released this Stadia in the new year. Uh, post yeah. saying that you know the first sentence which I think is out the best uh, when Stadia launched in November we delivered a great gaming experience for players and we continue to work towards our long term vision and for the future of gaming which it has been one of the worst launches ever just fucking <sighs> ever and some of the comments on here I think they've like deleted a lot of them are just like, yeah, good job, guys. They must have deleted the bad ones. Yeah. Like, it's it's nothing but praise and excitement. What? And- like, this one says, so far, the best thing about Stadia has been the communication, in my opinion. That shouldn't be the best thing about a video game console. It should be the video game console. Yeah. The the things that they're noting is that we added great games to Stadia's library, including six titles to the Stadia Pro Welcome Typhoon Studios to our Stadia Games Entertainment family. Updated all Chromecast Ultra so you can play Stadia on more screens. Rolled out more features to Stadia, including Google Assistant functionality and achievements. Delivered a multiplayer first for gamers with Stream Connect's debut on Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which nobody fucking plays. Uh, and surprise, <laughs> they're the Stadia- first. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise Stadia founders with a second buddy pass to game with more of their friends. Is that an accomplishment? Like, we surprised them by giving them something for free. Yay. Like, the biggest issue 
And it's something that we've talked about before in the past is that exclusives are going to sell your platform. There is no reason why someone's going to want to purchase Stadia outside of the novelty for what I'm what I'm looking at. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. I want to buy a game on Stadia. One, just to see how it works. Because I'm legitimately it, curious. Yeah. But it it's like if they announced the next Monster Hunter game is going to be on Stadia only. I'm like, well, I guess I'm buying a Stadia. Yeah. So, but, like, there's no game. They're like, we got 120 games. I'm like, you got 120 games that are on better systems. Yeah, and it's just there's no incentive. Like, who yeah. is Typhoon Studios? What What have they done? Uh, this one, so they have a list of things that are coming in the next three months. They said, uh, so the list starts off with support for 4K gaming on the web. Wasn't that something that was supposed to come out in the beginning? Yeah. That's that was what I thought. supposed to be a launch feature. Uh, add further assistant functionality when playing on the web. Support additional Android phones and wireless gameplay on the web through the Stadia controller. That was supposed to be a launch thing, too. Wireless gameplay with the controller. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is, It's just weird. Like, I don't see this doing well. Like, it's not going to do well. You got you are coming up on a new generation of consoles coming out. No one's going to fucking care about Stadia when these new consoles come out. And it Nobody cares about them now. And it doesn't help the fact that fucking uh, Pro, uh, Project xCloud is a thing. xCloud. <laughs> <laughs> Every time someone says it, I do xCloud. Like it's, I, I don't know. It does all the same things, and it has your fucking console support. Like, I don't. Why do I want to buy the inferior version of something? Typhoon Studios has done one game under the support of Five Hundred Five Studios called Journey to the Savage Planet, and it's their okay. only game. Okay, and it's coming out exclusively. For stated, oh no, that's a lie. It's coming on PS4, Epic Games, and Xbox One. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I don't, I I don't know. I don't know, man. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have anything else to say about it, man. I don't know what else to say on that. It's crazy. But going into our next story, we have. Uh, it's just what is, is January just the month or is this the year of just all the delays? Well, January is your is your month where you start like New Year's resolutions and you reevaluate your life <laughs> and you re you replan for things. And I think that this is what a lot of developers are doing right now. Yeah. So just to recap, uh, over the last over the month, we've had what Final Fantasy seven remake. We Cyberpunk 2077. The uh, Square Enix Avengers game and the VR Iron Man game all got delayed. Yep. Uh, and then we can add Dying Light 2 to that roster as well. So Dying Light 2, uh, Techland put out a thing on Twitter. They said, to our dedicated community, it was a busy year for us as we continued working on our biggest project to date. We know you are awaiting the game eagerly, and we want to deliver exactly what we promised. We were initially aiming for a spring 2020 release with Dying Light 2, but unfortunately, we need more development time to fulfill our vision. We will have more details to share in the coming months, and we'll be get back to you as soon as we have more information. We apologize for this unwelcome news. Our priority is to deliver an experience that lives up to our own high standards and to the expectations of you, our fans. 
the thing is, they don't say when it's getting delayed to at all. Yeah. Like, all the other ones gave some kind of, like, September or April or something like that. We got nothing from this one. So, here's what I think is going on with this. Um, It could be that they found a bug that just is fucking up everything. It's just breaking everything. Or they poorly managed it. And they're trying to, you know, this letter isn't necessarily for you, right? Like, because there's no release date. And a lot of people are just like, well, I wasn't really, you know, following that Dying Light 2 was coming out, you know, (laughs) because I think, like, they showed a trailer last year, and then that was it. Maybe 2018. I think they had a demo. Uh, They had a demo at one point, too. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of news for Dying Light 2. It wasn't like they were marketing it. It wasn't like a lot of pe- like everyone was talking about, oh man, Dying Light 2's coming out. Oh boy. It, it was didn't like get the level of Cyberpunk. Right. Cuz Cyberpunk like you had a set date. They didn't tell us when this game was coming out or at least I didn't see anything that said that they were planning for a spring 2020 release date. But uh, now apparently it's- Apparently, uh, I'm trying to find it. In one of the articles I was reading, it said that it was coming out. Uh, we were initially looking at the 2020. But that's from the I Twitter think, post. Hold on. There's another article here that says, I think it's the one where they're talking about the actions. Let's see. I don't know. Maybe I'm just wrong. Because I feel like it got announced in 2018 that they were working on it. And then a demo came out in 2019 but i can't find where they initially said that it was coming out in 2020 so if it was announced in 2018 that means that it probably would have been in development at the very least like within a year maybe maybe shorter than that because they didn't show anything for it and then they came out with a demo in 2019 if they were trying to push for a 2020 release date what fucking engine are they using and like are these people like gods because that's a fast turnaround. Like nowadays, that's a really fast turnaround. Yeah. I would have assumed that if somebody had been like working at the company and they've had like regular turnover, somebody would have said something. But I don't know. I think that what this is is that it's not really to our dedicated community like they're saying it is here. This is a ah. message to their stakeholders. Yeah, that's true. I just found investors. it. It said tech. Techland announced Dying Light 2 spring 2020 release window back in June at E3 2019. Okay. So it was fairly recent. And it was announced a year prior at Microsoft's E3 2018 press conference that it was coming out. Okay. That still seems like a really fast turnaround and for like nobody to know that it was in development from like 2017 onward. I just... and. I don't see it's pretty that. it's pretty ambitious too because I think uh, one of the articles said too that it's like four the maps are four times bigger than the original one original maps in dying light and like mm-hmm. a lot of your actions impact things going on in the game and all that stuff yeah so it was cool uh, uh article here by Eurogamer that was posted back in June of 2019 they basically do a rundown of the demo that they got to play and it seems very interesting. Like, it sounds really cool that all your actions, like, affected things and all that. But I don't know. If you were looking forward to this game, I I feel for you, man. Like, it's it sucks because 
I don't know. We need we we got nothing. At least with the other ones, you got something. Yeah. I, but that's the thing too. I guess we could think like it's got to be some kind of game. I, Cause I never played Dying Light one, but it's got to be like a game breaking bug or over promising on stuff or something like that. Cause I feel like maybe they wouldn't have run out of money or anything like that. But I don't know, man. I mean, it could be like the same situation that ended up happening with uh, Nintendo and Metroid. Uh, I don't remember the first developer that was working on Metroid Prime Four. I want to say it was either like a group process between bandai namco and cyber connect 2 maybe mm-hmm. not cyber connect 2 but i definitely think that um bandai namco was involved with it but for two years it was in development um just double checking right here well, that's like the final fantasy 7 remake mm-hmm. how they basically like they the they had to restart because the game that was originally being made by somebody, they were like, uh, no. So where you have to restart from the beginning. Yeah. It was originally from Bandai Namco, uh, studios in Singapore. And then two years into development, when we were supposed to hear something about it, they were like, yeah, no, fuck that. Um, it's not, (laughs) it's not up to snuff. And Oh, by the way, retro studios is taking over. Which a lot of people were excited for at first because they're the ones who made the first three Metroid Prime games. But, I mean, it's been a while since we've seen, like, Metroid Prime 3 came out on the Wii. It's two console generations since then. I, maybe eight years? Maybe? Probably more? Uh, those yeah. people aren't there no more. <laughs> but, I don't, mm. shit happens. Like, what, what are you going to do? Shit happens. You know, I wonder if... It's so close to a new generation or a new console generation. I wonder if they're delaying to maybe put it on one of those. That could be a possibility. I mean, a lot of people were saying that the reason why Cyberpunk 2077 got delayed was because it was not running properly on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One because they prioritize a PS5 Xbox Series X release. And if they're doing going to do a cross-platform, like cross-generation release, they got to make sure it works right. Yeah. So I, I mean, maybe they're holding out. Delaying games aren't bad. You know, nope. it's it, you'll you'll see it in like these Twitter What's, threads. Shigeru oh, Miyamoto yeah. saying <laughs> a delayed game is eventually good, but a rushed game is bad forever. Is that an actual quote? I don't think so. Like, because you look at something like this, you're like, this looks like it's was just photoshopped <laughs> yeah like one of those fucking uh you know abraham lincoln saying something about the internet yeah or it's like the one i always it sticks out to me is like it's a picture of gandalf and it's start he's like talking about star wars and mixing up with star trek and then it says like i don't know it's just mixing all the fandoms together and all mm-hmm. that stuff uh apparently uh. it's legit is it have you ever looked i need you to look up i'm gonna look it up right now I need you to look up Miyamoto's uh, Miyamoto Miyamoto Pikmin face. There's a picture of him like at a Pikmin announcement, and he's uh-huh. throwing like Pikmin. <laughs> oh, I found it. Hold on, <laughs> I'll send it to you right now. It's in an article. <laughs> it's my favorite picture of Shigeru Miyamoto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> he hates that fucking picture too. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> uh, save image. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> that's gonna be the save that, and we got a lot of stuff. That's the thing we have to do after the podcast today is upload all this shit we just said into yep. the Discord. Yeah, people are gonna be like. What the fuck's going on? I'm just like, listen to the podcast on Tuesday. <laughs> yep. That's my favorite picture of him, man. <laughs> uh, oh. I'm, I'm going to upload that right now. Yeah. That shit is so dumb. That's so good. <laughs> Have you never seen that before? No. Oh, it's That's so amazing. <laughs> I love it. I got the fucking giggles tonight, man. <laughs> Oh, take us to the next one. Show me, show me some Xbox ass. Okay, so I've baby got, got back. I've got good shit to say, and I've got well, I've got like regular shit to say, and then I got something that I'm kind of worried about. Okay. Okay. So recently on NeoGaf, someone yes. dropped uh, some pictures of the rear end, the the fat ass. Of the Xbox One X, that's a lie. The Xbox Series X. The I'm six. not going to be able. Yeah, the the XX. Like people are now starting to use acronyms for it, and it's S. It's XSX. It's it's no, super it's, fucking difficult. It's just it. like we all. It's just like how it was always called the X Bone. Yeah, it's the X Boner. <laughs> XX. That's what this we'll is. Say. The sex box. The sex box. <laughs> Easiest way to do it. Uh, it, I mean, it's not really anything super important. Um, I mean, you can see that. I think the biggest thing was is that it's drastically different from what AMD rendered for the Game Awards when they that announced shit it. was a lie. <laughs> yeah, it, like there was no ventilation ports on the render, <laughs> and I remember somebody on Twitter being like, "So how's this thing gonna fucking cool itself down?" <laughs> Well, you make well, a very good point. If, if this one, this prototype that we see here, this one's not going to do much better either because it looks like the ports are at the top, and I'm just waiting for someone to like put something on top of it. Like it'll just be, it'll be a college kid that got it for Christmas or something like that. Just throws his book on top of it or something like that, and then it fucking explodes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, there's ports at the bottom. I think that's the bottom. Yeah, but if it's taken, if it's like a PC, a lot of them it's pull sucking, air from the bottom. Yeah, and then shoot and it out shoot it the out the top. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the thing that concerns me about these ports is uh, these are not USB 3.0 part ports either. <laughs> it's just like normal ones. How can you tell? Like USB USB 3.0 are usually blue. Well, wouldn't that be like my USB USB 3.0? They're blue on the outer rim. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. No, it's always like the little stick that's in the inside is blue too. Huh. Well, let's let's get into what it has. It has one okay. HDMI port. Yep. It's got the power cord port. It's got an Ethernet yep. port, two USBs, an optical audio port, which I don't fucking understand why they still have those things. Like, don't you always run shit through HDMI? That's That's what I'm saying. Like... I've had one scenario where I've needed to use an optical audio cable, and that's when 
I wanted to record footage on my fucking PlayStation 3. I saw your Twitter post. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for a joke. There was no no joke. (laughs) No joke. I was just fucking pissed that day. I have nothing to say. Like you didn't even you didn't even end it with like erat like being erratic. You were just like monotone the whole time. It was no. creepy. <laughs> no, I was just frustrated that day because I've been trying to get that fucking thing to work. The audio uh, optical cable was giving me fucking problems. Like I just, just not a good day. Let's just put what's it like crazy that. is but my I don't know twelve dollar that my twelve dollar converter box fixed like is fine for my PlayStation Three. <laughs> Yeah, and then my output on my main display is trying to push it down to four by three. <laughs> I saw that too. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Fuck technology this week, man. <laughs> anyway, so they have yeah. the the uh, the optical audio port, and then it's got like this large rectangular port for diagnostic reporting, which is obviously like a prototype feature. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna be in the main. That's not gonna be in it. But what's interesting is that this thing has a barcode. Yeah. And that's that not blurred out. <laughs> whoever got assigned this device is about to get fucked. Yeah, because you just look up that SN number right there or, or anything. Ugh. The other thing I'm going to say is, too, there's no USB-C port. Yeah, I do find that weird. Which, that's to be becoming... honest, I don't understand why they're putting USB-C into these consoles like so let me let me tell you why i'm putting them in there sure because usb-c is everything should be going to usb-c because usb-c supports like regular phone charging it supports it supports audio out it supports everything in one nice little cable and like no one, they, everyone's still on the hdmi i'm all on the usb-c kick i fucking love it I the one thing I love is that I can never plug it in wrong. Like yeah. you can do it upside. Like you'll you'll always get it a hundred percent of the time the if you get it in the hole. The don't fucking break, or the little dongle they, piece don't break. Nope, nope. And okay, it's just, so why is the USB C part plugging into the console? Because usually you have USB to USB C, right? Like yeah. I'll have the fat rectangular portion going yes. out into the device, and it, the device portion is the USB C. Why is the USB-C portion plugging into the uh, the hardware? Because I have it on my motherboard, and I don't know what to fucking do with it. Because I'm not trying to charge my PC. I want my PC to charge my phone. Oh, I just plug mine into the back, and I can just cut. Like, I have an extra USB-C to USB-C. I just plug it in to, like, transfer files and stuff like that. I don't know. It's, too, it's 2020, man. I want it. That's why I want it on my system. That's why. Why you got to ask me? I have four monitors on my PC. <laughs> Why do I do anything? I showed, I, I reconnected with a friend I haven't talked to in a while, and I showed her my setup, and she goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I was like, look, I don't do drugs, I don't build cars, I, I just want big PC parts. Because <laughs> I want it, because I'm spending, I'm going to spend at least 500 fucking dollars on this system. Yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. I want the option. Um, anyway... The thing that I think is really important looking at this is that in addition to the back of the Xbox Sex uh, being revealed, 
Um, someone put up some stats or some specs on the hardware itself, and this is specifically with the prototype hardware. Um, a LinkedIn profile from a former uh, Fison employee has shown that the SSD controller installed, on, installed onto the Xbox Scarlet only supports read, white, read and write speeds. Yeah, that, that's a hard thing. Uh, equal to a standard PCIe 3.0 MVM uh, drive. That's uh, the the drive that they have installed on there is a PS5019 Tech E19T. That's a yes. budget SSD. Yep. It. I mean, it's so what they've apparently done is taken this budget SSD and converted it over to be compatible with a PCIe. 4.0 interface it doesn't use any dram cache chip and because of that it won't have the performance that you would expect from a regular pcie 4.0 device because it's based on pcie 3.0 hardware i was wondering where they were going to start cutting corners um so the issue with that is that i believe the device that they're using this uh e19t it has read write speeds of 3,000 or 3,400 megabytes a second and writing speeds of about 2,000 or 2,400 megabytes per second. Sony is currently touting that they're going to have the fastest and most advanced SSD out there and will even outclass PC builds. They're talking reading and writing speeds of 5,000 or 5,000 slash 4,400 speeds, Mm -hmm. megabytes per second. Yeah. That's like on par or even better than Samsung's M2. Yeah, I mean, which is if, the best, which is the best uh, SSD out there right now. Yeah, I arguably. think their their version uh, of their solid states are gonna be like the M2s, where mm-hmm. they are on the motherboard, right? But they're just they're getting they're getting the big boy ones. Like yeah. if they said it's getting what it's gonna be, you said faster than the Samsung 980 Pro solid states. Yeah. And like, like we've seen on Twitter, like when they leaked the uh, the press conference when they were showcasing, I think it was Spider Man on the PlayStation yeah. Four versus the PlayStation Five. That shit loads like that, like it four is seconds, super fucking quick. Super and they were using quick. a PlayStation Pro with a solid state, I think. Yeah. So the issue is, is that when you start looking at third party games, uh, if they go to make a game for the PlayStation Five. It may not be comparable for them to also make it for the Xbox uh, Series X because it's kind of like the same situation that we saw when trying to port games from the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One to the Nintendo Switch. Those, The PS4 and the Xbox uh, One X, they're using a Jaguar CPU. Meanwhile, the Nintendo Switch is using a Tegra, One, uh, a Tegra chip, and it, it's significantly slower it lower performance so that's going to impact your your uh fucking Just your ai everything. it's going to uh it's going to impact your destructible environments physics uh changes in frames and assets uh there has to be a reason for these people to decide hey we've got this build for this platform let's go ahead and rebuild the game from the ground up and switch out little parts and pieces here so that it'll work on this inferior piece of hardware. 
it's not a situation so, where you can just degrade the resolution or the graphics to make right. it run. I'm wondering if we're seeing so this is you know how Xbox always does it. They do their budget version first. Like they do their lower tier one first. Then they come out with the bigger one, the more expensive one, the pro version. And all that stuff. They did it with Xbox 360. They did it with Xbox One. And they could do it with the Xbox Sex. I find that a little bit hard to believe. Because this is the prototype. And usually dev kits and prototype machines are more powerful than the consumer grade product. So they have all the extra bells and whistles for the dev kit. So that they can condense it down. For the final product. Maybe. So I don't know. I, I don't know. Like what I've are never you doing, s- Phil? <laughs> I've I've never seen a situation where the difference between the two systems comes down to an SSD. Um <laughs> but I mean I just recently had SSD issues on my PC and that's a fucking bitch. So yeah. I, I don't know. But when you got the new one, the new one is considerably faster, right? Oh, it's 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 seamless. Seamless transitions and shit like that. I'm I'm jealous because now I want a M two slot. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. I want an M two card. And I have to pretty double check amazing. to see if my motherboard even has an M two slot on it. Which it should. The motherboard's so. only like two years old. Oh, it should definitely have a slot for that. Yeah. It's a hundred and they had the one terabytes, the 970 one terabytes for like 170 right now. Yep. I was just looking it up. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, it's a uh, a weird situation that I'm It's I'm a little concerning. At. We need to keep an eye out on this. Yeah. But that's really all that I have to say about what's going on with Xbox and their build and whatnot. Yep. Got all that? It's got all the junk in the trunk, but it might ha- not have the junk where it matters. So, all right. So we're gonna move on to. We've been talking about Sony and uh, Xbox and Stadia. We gotta get Nintendo in there, right? Yep. Gotta have some news about Nintendo. Has to. And this news, this news is old as shit, and we're still talking about it nonstop. Even, not even us. Like everybody's talking about it. So basically, Nintendo says all sales are final. Doesn't matter what the fuck you're doing. If you pre-ordered a game, if you bought a game, uh, if you had an issue with it or anything like that, you, nah, all sales final. No money back. We'll give you coins if you, you want coins. <laughs> we'll give you the. We'll give you three hundred coins for your twenty-five to thirty dollar, you know, you know, sixty dollar game that you bought. So basically, uh, like we said, Nintendo has been calling no backsies, as you said in the article or in the uh, word document. That uh, if you buy games, even if you pre-purchase them, that's the issue, though, that especially the Norwegian Consumer Council, which is claiming that Nintendo has violated the European consumer laws, had the real big problem with is the pre-order games. Like, mm-hmm. pre-order something. You should be able to cancel a pre-order if, pre-order if you want to. Everywhere that you see, you look at Sony. I believe Sony gives you, what, 14 days? Let me look. Yes. Yeah, you get 14 days. I paid for my content. Yeah. So you get 14 days. Uh, X, uh, I think Microsoft just will give you a refund if you're not happy with it. Yeah, if you purchase something from Microsoft Store, you can cancel your entire order or an item in that order before it enters the billing or shipping process. Probably, you know, a little different for 
digital games and all that. Even Steam. I mean, all these systems, Epic Games, they have some kind of refund policy where they'll give you your money back, especially for a pre-order. But Nintendo is standing firm on that. Uh, apparently, one of the EU law of uh, right of withdrawal is gives people up to 14 days to return a purchase, and that would include pre-purchases. But I believe, let me see, when I was looking into this, Nintendo was saying uh, the minute that someone starts to pre-order it, they have bought it. They're downloading it. It's a pre, uh, pre-downloading service, all that stuff. They're claiming that that is the minute they buy it, it's on their system. They own the game now. They cannot send it back and cancel their pre-order, which I think is, I don't know, man. Like, I agree with them. Like, yeah, you bought it. You need to read the disclaimer and all that stuff. Like, read before you buy from somewhere that you're not 100% that will give you a refund. But also, it's shitty. (laughs) I think what's really important here is the principle. Uh, Yeah. The fact that every other platform is offering a two-week refund on a product. Um, Even Blizzard, with some of their shitty uh, requirements that you can't (laughs) play a game for, like, more than four hours, I guess... Uh, Steam yeah, has I do remember like that. that too. Like it, yeah. When I returned Overwatch on PC, I was like, you know, there was like a lot of prerequisites. Even they have something set in place where you can go ahead and take back digital content. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo not doing that is just kind of like a shit tier thing. Yeah, I mean, you can't. It says here you can't pre-order anything from the eShop without agreeing to waive your right to get a refund within 14 days. Yeah, so, I mean, there's there's been an update that Nintendo's saying that everything that they do is in line with European law. Um, it's they're, quoting, just, they're quoting stuff. It's, it's, they might be quoting things and they can get away with it, but it's just, it's just shitty. Yeah, that's just bad business practice. But at the same time, like, there's only one place that you're going to get your Smash, your Mario, your Zelda, your Metroid, the... It's it's kind of like you need to be absolutely certain that you mm-hmm. want to go buy this. And I think for some people, not not everyone, um, because I do think that a lot of people apply special privileges to Nintendo that they just assume, oh, this game is going to be at the very yeah. least passable. Um, it's not always the case. That they just, you know, whatever. Yeah, sure. Wave my right. But then you get like third party or indie games that just are not good and you can't return it. You decide, Hey, I, mean, I wanted to play this indie game on the switch and then you never fucking play it. And you think it's bad. I'm just like, Oh, well I want my money back. No. Should have done it on PlayStation. <laughs> That's the thing. Like I, we can say like buy physical. This is a reason to buy physical, but not everything comes in physical all the time. Well, a lot of times you get digitals. Hold on. Even then I'm, I'm going to make an argument here and, some people might disagree with me. I think that in most cases, buying phys- buying physical and trying to return it is worse than buying digital and trying to return it. Because I know at my GameStop, and if I go to Walmart and Target, if I buy a new game, I can't return it if I break the seal. No, yeah, you're it's done. It's that's it's done. No, they might let you switch it out for the exact same day. game. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> used games all day. No, no, no. When I went to my Walmart, I tried trading in or returning a game that I had broken the seal on, and they were just like, no, it's been opened. It's like something very specific to, like, disc-based media or, like, media or, mm. like, shit like that. It's not like a I toy remember... where you can open up the toy and then put the shit back. I remember back in the day when that wasn't instilled yet and people were just like bringing games back nonstop and they were just like, especially computer games. Yeah. Going down, go, you know how many people I've seen buy Starcraft, buy it, open it, get the CD key and then take it back. Yeah. That's some fucked up shit. Yeah. And get their money back and they just needed mm-hmm. a CD key. Cause I mean, you could just rip a game off the disc and then just all you need is a CD key then. Yeah. Like well, it was the wild West, man. People didn't know that shit. <laughs> So like but now they're a little bit smarter about it, I guess. I, I, I don't know. Like in this case, it's it's just garbage. It's just what I'm gonna yeah. put it down to. It's garbage. It's it's shitty the way it's being done, but also just read, understand what you're doing when you're agreeing to purchases, especially with Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, this one uh, website it is uh, for Bruker. I don't know that might I, whatever uh, they got some tips and advice when buying digital games. Uh, if possible, buy from a distribution service that offers refunds uh, at the time of this article, which was like back in 2018 origin and steam offered refunds. If you are dissatisfied with your game that you bought, ask for your money back as soon as possible. Don't sit around and wait. If there is something wrong with the game, you can uh, complain to the platform, even if it claims not to offer refunds. Basically you can care in it really hard and you might get somewhere. <laughs> Uh, if you have no success in approaching the platform, you can complain to the Consumer Council. Be wary of pre-ordering if the platform does not offer refunds. And paying with a credit card gives you additional rights. But make sure you make a complaint to the platform before contact- contacting your credit card company. Yep. So, I always buy through PayPal. PayPal is real good about getting you refunded and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So. That's true. But yeah, it's just, it's like we said, it's just shitty. But... You know what? We're still going to buy games from Nintendo. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. I don't buy a lot of digital games, but usually, I mean, if I buy something, I commit to it. Or I look up, look it up to see if I would even like it. I bought so many digital games on my Switch that I got enough to buy a $40 game for free. Wow. Because every time, every time you t- buy a purchase or you make a purchase with it, you get coins back mm-hmm. it's like a percentage back and i was able to buy travis strikes back for free <laughs> was it worth it nah, not really I, <laughs> I played it a little bit and the game's fine but i should have used it towards like smash or something or you know like a 60 dollars game yeah but i mean i like physical games i'm getting back into the physical stuff so scotty posted a picture from warp zone today and i was like yo i really want that Mega Man x4 and it's only like 13 bucks probably they never he never got back to me i'm buying that marquee oh that marquee is probably gone yeah i'm just like yo or he kept it for his shop how much you want for it and he wouldn't he was just like i'll have to find out and he never got back to me i mean let's be honest most of the time if you have a shop and a cool marquee is coming through you're probably keeping it for your shop yeah (laughs) It's it, it's pretty very cool. rarely do you get two of a cool marquee. <laughs> mm-hmm. no. So that's all we got for the news, though. Uh, that means it's time for questions. Questions. Ugh. So I already I, got... I wrote my answers down. I read them first this time. Oh wow, <laughs> you learned. Yeah. You're learning. 
Oh, by the way, you might have... Sk- so look back before my announcement this morning. There's a question that Mr. Haru asked that I was for it. this week. Oh, you got that one? Okay. I do have it. Okay. All right. Kicking questions off. We're going to start with Mr. Haru. Do you guys have any obscure games that you love to death that you wish would one day get a remake that's improved on its original mechanics but still kept its charm? Right, are we going to say the same thing? I don't I think know. we're going to... I'm Legend of Dragoon. Yeah. I actually didn't yeah. put that one down. I didn't that write that one That was the first one, one I thought of was Legend I, of Dragoon. I did think about it, but then I'm sitting there. I'm like, you know, there's a lot of people that played that fucking game. So I don't know if it's really that obscure. Um, but, I mean, I would totally take a, a remake of Legend of Dragoon. Like, hands and down. And change the mechanics and stuff like that? No. No. Leave the mechanics. I like the, the fucking rhythm-based... Uh, combo system. I know. Well, yeah. Like, that's the only real mechanic of that game. Like, I would say maybe make the Dragoon melee attacks easier. But, again, nobody uses those. Like, if you really want to fuck shit up, you're going to use magic in items. Oh, yeah. Items is a new thing we found out <laughs> that are overpowered in that game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, I've got three. Uh, I'll, th- I'll try to think of another one, I, an obscure game. Okay. Uh, my next one I would go with is uh, Sonic Riders. I yeah. love that game. Apparently, nobody likes that game. That and the Kirby Air Ride game, I could not figure out the controls. Yeah, Kirby Air Ride. Like, I don't like it as much as I like Sonic Riders because I probably figured out how to play Sonic Riders, and mm-hmm. once I figured out how to play that game, I'm like, oh, this game is awesome. This game is the fucking shit. Um, just, yeah, it's it's really good. It's really, really good. And I miss the the combat or battle mode that was in Sonic Riders because you were constantly leveling up your shit and you had a mm. bunch of different, you know, airboards or I don't know what they called them in the, in the game. But that's a game that I would like to see either a sequel or a remake and just fix it because I... The controls in that game are really archaic. They're really yeah. confusing. Uh, I thought of another one. So. Okay, go for it. Uh, it'll bleed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it's obscure, and the controls need to be reworked. <laughs> that entire game needs to be reworked. But it, it no, was no, no. The premise of that is cool. Yeah, the premise is good. Keep the premise. But I hate the idea that you have only like. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like you have only so much energy or psyche to take a fucking photograph, and if you pick the wrong photograph, you're just gonna fucking die. Well, it's all about bar management, and you have like four bars you have to manage. You have to manage your heartbeat, your bleeding bar, your sigh. Like it's your I forget the horse vision or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's like one other. You could die from a heart attack pulse. Being I scared? guess. Scared? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think your pulse if you, was if one you, of them. If you get too high with your pulse, you'll have a heart attack. You can bleed out. Your health can just go away. Mm-hmm. And then if you just run out of the psychic power, you're fucked because you can't see the traps where they're at. So. Yeah. Uh, a dedicated uh, walkthrough, like an official walkthrough for that game would be good, requirement. Like a strategy guide would be good for that. It's a requirement. Like maybe like yeah. an onboard tutorial being like, hey, this is probably the things you need to look out for. Maybe like uh, there'll be certain tells. Or, like, yeah. something special that you want to be looking out for and be like, okay, this is what I want to focus 
my energy or my little eyeglass picture taker thing, my camera. Not even that so much. I just need an, an, an official guide on where the fucking traps are. <laughs> yeah, but that's the, that's the problem with that game. The problem with Illbleed is that you have to sit down with a walkthrough in order to get through it, like, on a reasonable amount of time. Like, or, I mean, I no, want, the whole like, thing is is playing it over and over again so that you know where everything is. But that's the frustration that I have with Illbleed. Like, I want to be able to sit down and play the game straight through. I don't want to have to use a, a walkthrough unless I was trying to clear it. Like, in my mind, and this is just, you know, Chris's mind, if I'm going to use a walkthrough, it's probably going to be like, you know, an RPG trying to find all the 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 super weapons secrets, or yeah. secrets and shit like that. Not for a game that where it's base mechanic is you walk around, you use your camera, you zero in on something and it tells you a story based on what you see where, yeah. you know, in a field full of 50 different things that you can focus on only four of them matter. And the rest of it is just there to waste your meter. I think that that's a problem. Well, no. Okay, so I'm going to argue with that. So okay. there's also even – so if you know, even if you use your horror vision and you see that there are four traps, maybe you don't want to tag them all because you don't want to lose all of your points or your bar. Uh, when you get up close to an actual trap, it you you have a like a, a bar, like a little – I guess it's like a it's not your actual pulse or your life thing or whatever, but it'll tell you like you sense something you sense that that's a trap or something like that. So but it also it also makes you have to get closer. So because the controls are so shitty, you might go a little bit too far and then trigger the trap. So that game needs to be redone with tighter controls and it would probably be a lot better. I still don't 100 percent agree with you, but maybe. Sure. I beat the game. <laughs> With a walkthrough. With a walkthrough that wasn't 100% right. Because <laughs> uh, I ran into a lot of fucking traps. Let's see. Another shitty fucking game to talk about. Hydrophobia. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Uh, hydrophobia was, I want to say was like almost universally panned. Like, I think there was a story of like Jim Sterling talking about this game back in like 2012 i first played this when i was stationed in miramar it was when i first got my playstation 3 and that's a rough game so the the premise is you are it it sort of looked like a space station that you were on but you were actually underwater it's like the the world or the land was uninhabitable and you live on this giant submarine and you're doing like this big celebration because it was X amount of years since you did the thing or whatever. The community <laughs> fucking left. But then terrorists come out of nowhere, like always, and say, we're going to blow up the submarine. And you are a maintenance worker and your daughter is somewhere on this submarine, has almost zero relevance to the story. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Is this a hunt for Red October? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, so hydrophobia, you play this maintenance worker and you have to work like these uh, levers and mess with these wheels that will shoot water from one end to another. Uh, You're messing. it's, It's a puzzle game. 
but it's like a, a puzzle adventure game. It's not okay. good. It's an ugly <laughs> fucking baby. All right. Like, but <laughs> I thought that the premise of it, at the very least, was interesting enough that I would like to see something more done with it. Uh, Were you wrong? I what, was I wrong about what? The premise, like, like is the premise oh, it's, still? It's okay? still kind of dumb. It's it's still kind of <laughs> fucking stupid. But at the very least, like, if you were to just rework it, keep the aspect of it that I liked, which was like the puzzle solving throughout the mm-hmm. entire uh, submarine or ship or whatever. Like, I thought it was cool. It's been years like, since it's, I played it, it though. It sounds a lot like Soma. From what like Scotty was playing, because isn't that is that a because that's a horror game, but you still have to do puzzles and stuff in Soma as yeah, well. Yeah, this isn't so much a horror game as it is bullshit. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it's there's just, the name of the podcast it's right just there. <laughs> kind of bad, but you know, I got gotcha. you. Uh, and then I, last I need to I, I need to think of more games. I always whenever someone asks a question, I'm like Legend Dragoon Real Bleed. <laughs> Uh, the last obscure game that I would like to see, um, and really this is just a cry for a translation patch, I really want to play Say Ga Ga Ga. So, I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> Say Ga 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 is, I don't know if it was the last Dreamcast game to ever be released, but it is you work at Sega, and the big bad corporations are coming down on you, and you have one last shot to come out with the best console ever. And you need to, the help of all your IP mascots. Sonic is in it. I think Rio is in it. Uh, the Shinobi is in it. Like anybody that was relevant to Sega during that time frame are like partner characters that you can have. And it's an RPG. I was going to say, is it a simulation? But no, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a turn-based RPG. And I just, I really want to play it. I own it. It's relatively hard to find. I think I bought the the copy that I have for eighty bucks, a hundred bucks. Like it's not a an easy game to find. The Dreamcast has fucking like we got that and like Tokyo Bus Guide and like what the f- I like, can't fucking th- figure out Tokyo Bus Guide to save my goddamn life. That was I talk about the wild west of the internet. Like that's the fucking wild west of video games, man. Like. Yeah. Let's just think of it like we got this ty- this horror like game called House of the Dead. Let's make a typing version of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. The game's know. actually I, really fun. <laughs> I, I gotta see if there's been any updates to the translation patch for Sega Gaga. Uh, I don't even uh, know the proper way to pronounce it. It's mm. like the cover is S G G G. S G G. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, this one's not obscure, but I would like them to... I've said it before. I'd like them to come out with a version that didn't make you use the Wii U pad is Star Fox Zero. Oh, fuck yeah. That game would be a hundred times better. Just make it a Switch game? Yeah. You can make it a Switch game and keep some of the controls still if you wanted to. Mm. I don't like like motion controls like that. That's the thing, though. Make it an option. Yeah. Make it to where I can turn it off. So in the 3DS version of uh, Star Fox 64, you can have the option to either have that shit on or you can turn it off and use your joystick. Yeah. So uh, Since we're talking about games we want but has really bad uh, controls, 
I would like to see a regular ass version of Skyward Sword. Yeah. Because that game yeah. is great. The storyline is great. I don't want to do put that. It the, put it up to the sky. I don't want to put my hand up in order to fucking. Yeah, play the, the story. I mean, game. you fight a Kuma at the end, so. <laughs> You do well. You don't fight a Kuma. What's the form he goes? Demise. Into? No, it's, it's no, not. No, it's not a form. It's just demise. No, I know what the in the game like. But what is Akuma Oni? He turns into okay. like you fight. You fight Oni at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, anything else? I'm good. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, second question: What's the best game you played with the worst soundtrack? I didn't have one for this one. Okay, I got three. I can't think of games that I played that had really shitty sound. Oh, okay. No. So you, All right, go ahead. Okay, so I'll think. Probably my most controversial one, which I don't give a fuck. The music in that game sucks. Like I don't, I don't give a shit what anyone says. Marvel vs. Capcom Two has the worst music I've ever heard in a fighting game. The worst. That is such a bold and wrong claim. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit. That's so bad. Like to Marvel versus. Okay, Capcom okay, too. okay. There's a difference between the music being bad and you just not liking the music. I it think has it's a like, bad soundtrack. I don't think it's no, good. No, no, no. Oh my god! Come no. on, man. No, I don't care. I oh. don't care. I th- I think the music sucks in that game. Get out! I of can. Here with that. I want to kill myself every single time I hear. I want to take you for a ride. Oh and fuck! I'm in you the are just a cynical piece of shit. <laughs> That is what you are in this one. I'm calling you out on this one. No, no. Take You for a Ride is great. No, it's not. Do no, you hate not. all the music in Third Strike too? Like the, no, the stage that music? music is great. That music's okay. fine. But it's, it's nothing not like very Rover's different. Game. Yeah, it is. It is different. It is different. Okay? I mean, this is... Look, you're yelling at the same person that doesn't like Devil Trigger, okay? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. It's. You're I just the don't one like that's it. I think, I think it's bad. I think it's, it's bad. not you, Corey. The children are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hope your other game. two are better than that one. <laughs> oh, probably. Have you ever played the game Blue Dragon? Yeah. Okay. That battle theme? Is the Dragon Ball Z awful. RPG game. <laughs> it yeah, is it's it's not awful. Great. It's not good. That mm. and the thing is, is that there's no variation. Like I played games where you'd have like different battle themes. No, it's the same fucking song, and I don't know why they put lyrics in their fucking combat theme. <laughs> I, I I when I I think of I can't think of specific games, but I guess. A lot of times you can think of like Nintendo games. Some of those games, they might, I don't know of any that are good that have bad music, but I could just think of like games that have bad music back on Nintendo where it's like a five second clip that's looped 47 times. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm not talking like Mario 3, Koji Kondo. That was a fucking masterpiece, but I'm talking about these just, like I said, I can't think of specific games, but like. The soundtrack of Paperboy is probably not that great, but I played a lot of Paperboy. Was there even music in Paperboy? It wasn't a lot. There's, I remember the chick would run out of her house and be like, I love you, Paperboy. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> I, I, bar- I remember playing that on the NES, but I don't remember doing anything. I have it. I have a copy else of it. With it. I forgot. Uh, my last game, that I would say, uh, with the worst soundtrack, but at least 
this is not the best game. In fact, I would go on to say that it's not even a good game. That it would be maybe playable if the music just didn't exist. And that's Final Fantasy XIII 2. I didn't play it. So Look, that game is... Is that the Lightning one? No, Lightning Returns is a better game. Oh, okay. Uh, this I... is in between the original and Lightning Returns, which don't get me started on fucking Final Fantasy Thirteen too, or Final Fantasy Thirteen in general, because I think it's a clusterfuck. That, so that's when I got, like, that's when my RPG snobbiness came out. I was like, I'm not playing these games. These aren't real Final Fantasy games and all that. And then I went back and played, like, Zo- like tw- I think 12? Is that the Zodiac? Yeah. That's the one that's based, the world is based off of it, the uh, uh, Tactics Advance world. Ivalice? Yeah, because you have a lot yeah. of the species from that game. Final in Fantasy 12. twelve is one of my favorite Final Fantasies. I love that game. I got it on PlayStation 4. I got the remaster of it. Yeah. No, that game is amazing. It. The if you're into heavily p- political storylines, uh twelve is fantastic. I just hate Vaughn. Vaughn needs to go. <laughs> Haven't you played Final Fantasy twelve? No. Because I, I was working at the video game store when 12 came out, and that's when they changed the battle system. And I went, fuck that. I don't want to play that. Okay, I thought you played it. No, go play no. Go play 12. It's got a great story. You're just going to want to shoot Vaughn. Like, the, the last main story one, like the most recent main story one that I played, besides like 14, which is, I don't count that one because it's an MMO, was like 10. I didn't play a, 11. I mean, 11 was also an MMO. I didn't play 12. I didn't play 13. I didn't play 15. I played I, 7. I skipped 8. I played 9. And I played 10. I will defend 15 limitedly. Um, the, that game the has... Bro, a, the bro game? The bro game. Like, <laughs> yeah. the story is not good. And I... I'm saying this as somebody who's never played any of the side stories or missions or whatever. I played base... 15 the gameplay in that game is awesome i love the idea of four dudes just driving around a car and fucking (sighs) shit up i spent all of them that look like some form of cloud yeah (laughs) i don't care that game is great like it's it's still maybe like a seven out of ten but i think that game is awesome i will defend (laughs) that game to death anyway do you have anything else nah I, i didn't really have an answer for this one i couldn't think of one all right. Uh, H2O Happy Dude. Some of the time we put on different music for the grind sessions of our favorite games. If you could recommend a few tracks to listen to for gaming, uh, which tracks do you go to? Uh, I go to Rush. I play a lot of Rush whenever I'm playing grindy games. I remember growing up uh, for a while there, we only had one TV and it was in the living room. So that mm-hmm. meant all the video game systems were connected to that TV. I say all of them, the Super Nintendo, and then maybe, like, at one point, I think we had a Super Nintendo and the N64, but my dad on the weekends would always, like, I talked about those big Sony speakers that he has, he still has them, but Friday night, Saturday night, and a little bit of Sunday was music, like, playing music, local radio stations, he put on CDs and all that stuff. So I didn't really get to listen to a lot of the music in the video games I was playing growing up. But 
So he basically made my soundtracks. But when I got older, I started just listening. Like I remember playing Link to the Past and listening to just like all of Rush's Twenty One Twelve, and just playing like Rush music and all that stuff. Uh, nowadays, I don't really play music besides like the music in the game, unless it's like an MMO. If I'm playing like a game that I just like veg out to, like that or Monster Hunter, it's just like I mean, I have a huge playlist on Google Play of everything of anything. Lately, uh, Mac or Anarchy Reigns has been what I listen to. So, I, I mean, I've got a few. Um, I listen to either a lot of really heavy metal. Yeah. Um, it depends on my mood. Uh, right, Mongolian now, throat singing. <laughs> yeah, right now I listen to a lot of black metal. Um, so I mean, easy choices would be like Emperor. Or uh, fucking Nakmar. That's what I. That's what I really liked about when I was streaming and I had the song request option mm-hmm. up. Because I got just... to. I got to learn music that other people listened to when they played games, mm-hmm. and that was pretty cool. Yeah. So that shit was dope. Uh, I need to get back into that. I also listen to a lot of hip hop, so I listen yeah. to everything from like. Death Grips to Aesop Rock to fucking uh, Mad Villain. It just really depends on my mood. However, yep. right now my big kick is the Dark Souls soundtrack. <laughs> All of it. Is you gotta amazing. be. You gotta be in a mood for that one though. Like you gotta, uh, that's like an orchestra. Mm. There's a lot of similarities between orchestral music, orchestral classical music, and heavy metal. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's entire theses and articles on it, which is why I can just digest that shit easily. Uh, specifically, I fucking love Yorm's theme in Dark Souls yeah. 3. It's Yorm's one of the good. fucking best. Uh, but there's also a remix album of select Soulsborne compositions oh, that shit, I yeah. would say is arguably better than the originals. It's called The album is called Legacy by Alex Rowe. Um, E.S. Gwyn, E.S. Cinder, um, the Profane Guardian or the Profane Sentinel, uh, Mm -hmm. All for One, which is based off of fucking the, uh, the Abyss Watchers, though, all those tracks. That's a good name for that. Fucking amazing. Yeah. All for, yeah. When I saw that, I'm like, oh, that, that puts chills up my spine. (laughs) Uh, Another one that I'll listen to a lot of times because I actually listen to the extended versions of it is I listen to Donkey Kong Country 2 album a lot. I I won't even be playing video games. I'll just have it like Hothead Hop, that, and like the carnival theme. Like I found the 30-minute versions of them, and I just okay. let it play. Uh, what else? Oh, recently for a, long, for a while there when I was playing any video games, I was playing uh, Dance with the Dead's uh, B-Sides in the background. That's a really good album. It's a really good album just to put on the background, even if you're working, playing video games, anything like that. Just to mm-hmm. put it on. I play it a lot when I, I play a lot of music when I'm cooking, so a lot of that, like that'll be my wife's like this album again. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the one band that uh, Pal turned me? Gun, Gunship, Gunship. Yeah, there's one called uh, Dark Day or something like that. Yep. Dude, there's a like a. I just got chills thinking about it. There's a there's a jazzy like part in that song mm-hmm. that just like is super fucking good. Like that's really really good. 
There um, is OC one... Remix shit. Yeah, it's stuff on OC Remix, uh, stuff on Game Chops. Um, yeah. While you're looking that up, specifically one that I listened to recently, actually I was listening to it because I was playing Turtles in Time, is the OC Remix, uh, it's called Shell Shocked, mm-hmm. and it's the uh, OC Remix album for Turtles in Time. And it's okay. really, really, really good. That that entire game has really solid music. Like Turtles in That's Time. That's the thing. I want to play I want to listen to the music when I'm playing the game with mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. I posted it. I think I posted it's it in the, in the mega It's in the Discord, yeah. It's so go Discord. check that out. I uh, I download a lot of OC remix music. There's another really good band that does like I guess video game music or very, music that's somewhat similar in the same vein as Gunship. They're a little bit more rock based. Uh the band called Aviators with their I think it's an album called God Hunters. Uh I'll post Is it a that Shadow out. of the Colossus album? <laughs> no, no. It's 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 it sounds like the rock songs from Gunship. In fact, let me let me That's send cool. this to you. You should check this out. It's a decent uh, album. But outside of that, that's what I got. I used to listen to a lot of music playing, like World of Warcraft. Because mm-hmm. if you're not, if you're just questing and you're not in like a Discord chat with anybody, you're just listening to music. Okay, I'll t- I'll take a look at that. Um, that's all I got for that one. Yeah. Uh, five more from Scotty because he always <laughs> drops five, uh, and he says he's going to continue the music talk. Uh, okay. question one: best concert that you've been to, and I don't mean best performance, but go for that too if you want to. Mine was Reliant K in two thousand four at the defunct Club Laga in Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania. The pit goes nuts. I got elbowed and I had a bloody nose immediately. One guy I was with used to be a quarterback for the Mountaineers and basically had control of the crowd and got me on stage and I danced with a dude in a Twinkie suit before stage diving. <laughs> Lost my glasses and went without any for two weeks, but I met a girl that I still talk to today about music. College, am I right? Yeah, that's pretty fucking... Uh, this was hard for me. I couldn't pick because, like, I I based mine morally uh, more on performance and the crew I was with. Mm-hmm. So uh, I narrowed it down to when I saw Queens of the Stone Age. I saw Queens of the Stone Age at a smaller venue in Memphis. Uh, me and my buddy, we were eighteen, and we got the the tickets were twenty two dollars each, and I bought them four months in advance. And it was just a really really good show. We went with his brother that uh, worked at, it wasn't a guitar center. It was a place called Strings and Things in da- in uh, Midtown Memphis. And his brother's fucking insane. His brother, uh, I forgot the name of the band, but uh, he entered, or he put a song in the song request called, it was like Touch My Body or something like that. And it's, it's his brother's band. And it's really, like they're a punk band. And it's fucking good. It's really funny. But he was crazy, so I liked him. Uh... I saw I've seen Foo Fighters twice and both times I've been down on the floor and they've been awesome. Uh, the last time I went, like I said, was the Dave Grohl one where he had broke his leg. So he had the huge rock thrown. That was also my brother's first concert. So that was kind of special. That's cool. But yeah. Uh, but the, the system of a down one, man, that one was really, really good. Like it was just, it was a different kind of concert. Like, yeah, there was a pit and like all that shit, but like, 
it was just magical to see those guys. I haven't gone to like as many concerts probably as like you or Scotty has, but the ones I go to, like I just remember them. The, I'm going to say that there's two of them and one of them is so memorable because I got punched out by the lead singer. Uh, (laughs) And it's mainly because I hate this band. I don't remember who else they were with. I want to say that they were with a hardcore band, but I'm going to say best concert I've been to for the memories is I saw Born of Osiris when they were first starting off back in like 2008, 2009. Uh, okay. Their big song was uh, Bow Down, where the beginning of the song was like, fucking bow down. Uh, Jesus. Goes into it. Um, but I hate that song. I hate that band. I thought that the lead singer was a douchebag. And I climbed my way through the pit to the front of it, and I just start fucking screaming at him, throwing like middle finger. I'm like like 18, 19 years old. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a you're a piece kid. of shit. Uh, and he just fucking kicks me right in the fucking face. <laughs> Rightfully <laughs> probably, so. Yeah, you you deserved it probably. And so. that was that was a fun college story that I got to talk about. Uh, there was another band that I saw, or another group of bands like. The small hardcore metalcore scene butting out. Uh, they were listening to bands like Tony Danza's Tap Dance Scravaganza. They were listening to uh, Heavy Heavy Low Low, uh, some Haste the Day. That's kind of like the softer side of shit. Um, were they listening to the Oakley Dokleys? Uh, they that was a little bit later, but I mean, I would okay. assume like their music is inspired by that. But they played in a fucking IHOP. That was right, amazing. It's like you played at a fucking IHOP. Um, but best performance, I think, that I've ever seen. It's really hard to like judge it because there's a lot of contenders, so to say. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, my best experience was in Manhattan at the Roseland Ballroom, which got shut down in 2014, unfortunately. Uh, I saw Glassjaw with AFI. That oh, wow. AFI show was amazing. Yeah. Like, absolutely amazing. It was right when they released Crash Love. And usually, when bands release a new album, they really focus on that one album. But right. one, I love Crash Love. It's a great fucking album. But they still kept true. They did like a two and a half hour set playing Jesus. shit from like, uh, Proud of You. I think I think the album is like called Proud of You. Um like their old school punk shit. It was outstanding. Great fucking concert. So that that Power, would be my choice. Power Glove, when I saw Power Glove, that was a really good concert because it was very unexpected. Mm-hmm. Cuz they were opening for MC Chris. Yeah. It was like it was Power Glove, Richie Branson and then MC Chris. And when Power Richie Glove Branson. came on, that name's familiar. He does. He's done a lot of stuff with Mega Ran. Okay. But he does. He does a lot of like anime and video game hip hop and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And but Power Glove was just on another fucking level that I'd never heard of, and I'm just like, what is speed metal video game music? Yeah. Like, these guys look like they're larping, but they're cool. <laughs> like this is awesome. Yeah, they're so. pretty. They're pretty great. It's, and the MC Chris concerts are always cool because he interacts with the crowd, and I'm usually always right up at the front. So like. I'm usually like when we were in Austin, Texas, 
my I took my buddy Ish. He had never he was like I was like, hey man, I'm going to this MC Chris concert. It's like the fifth time I've seen him live. You want to go with me? Tickets are like thirteen dollars. And he's like, yeah, sure, I'll go. And we went and we we eased our way up to like right in front of him. And he was doing he was doing a Donald Trump impression. MC Chris was. And he was talking about like he's like, all right, who who here has seen Spider Man? And like a lot of people raised raised their hand, and he didn't raise his hand. He's like, he's like, you didn't see Spider Man? He goes, I watched Deadpool. And MC, <laughs> MC Chris just goes, I'll never forget this. He goes, he goes, Deadpool is Spider Man for jocks, and, <laughs> and it made me laugh so hard. Like just the integration that was so with that one, he didn't have an opening band. He had an opening comedian. Like he had you know, this. I've like, seen that shit. Yeah, he was I've like a nerd shit. comedian, mm-hmm. and he was really funny. I can't remember what his name is. I'm gonna have to look it up. But yeah, he didn't have an opening band that time. He just had a comedian with him, and the dude That's was awesome. funny as shit. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, you got anything else? Nah, I'm good on that one. Okay, question two. What's the worst concert you've ever been to? So I don't – was there – I want to say there was a name, the name of this band. I can't remember what it's called. It's not Starting Line. It's it's one of those bands that are. Uh, what's this? Who's this band that Taking Back Thursday? It wasn't that band, That's but it was Taking a band. Taking Back Sunday. Taking Back Sunday. My bad. The band but, that they beefed with was Thursday. No, that's. It's a band that's like them, and I remember uh, seeing it. I was brand new. No, it wasn't that. I I I trying to think like. I feel like their band name had like three words in it and one of them was line, but I can't remember what it was. I don't fucking remember it because I was like 16. I had never gone to a concert before. And my, uh, my two buddies that I went with, they were older, a little bit older than me. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll go. And, uh, like we're on the way to Memphis and like, they're just like smoking weed. And I'm like, all right, I don't know. Like, I've never smoked weed before, and all this other stuff. They're like, they pass it to me. They're like, you want to hit? I'm like, no, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm like, sick. dude, I've never even like at that point, I wasn't even smoking cigarettes yet. Mm-hmm. And we go and like, so they're blitzed out of their mind, and we go to this con, this, and I'm like, I'm right by the fucking speaker, like, f- I'm right by the speaker, and I, I don't, none of the music's good. Like, I didn't really like any of it, and that was just not a good concert to me. And I was just like, "What the fuck is this?" You wouldn't happen to be talking about like straight light, uh, straight light run, or that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't bring a the other ring one? a bell. The starting line might have been starting line because they're kind of shit. I think it might have been starting line. I don't know. Uh, there was one in uh, we went to. It was uh, a concert. In Austin, it was at a bar, and I think uh, it was a local band. You might even know who the band is. It's uh, something King, and it was like a like this is the first time I had ever seen what's the the dance where they do like they just fucking throw their arm like they're stomping around and throwing their arms in the air and shit, and you gotta like stay away from them or you get hit. What's that called? It's not moshing. It's uh... no moshing's fun. This looks like. Like they're just throwing their arms back and forth, and it's just it's stop, stop, mosh or something like that. A two step. It's stupid. Like I was away from them, and I'm like, I'm not getting into that at all. But the band was like in it. Like I didn't know the music. Like 
the way the band sounded, it sounded like a Christian band, the way that na- it was named, but it was not a Christian band. Yeah, it's a two-step. A two-step? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's fucking stupid. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, I was like, you guys look fucking stupid, man. <laughs> yeah, we... That type of scene was really big growing up in school um, because we had a lot of christian hardcore yeah. metalcore bands popping up and mm-hmm. all the preppy kids that didn't really listen to like straight edge music or metal or anything like that they they jumped on it like it was easy it gave them like a scene or a sense of identity uh yeah but they looked fucking dumb and i got i got thrown out of a christian metal uh concert at uh the church because I fucking clotheslined somebody as I was jumping in the mosh pit. And I'm like, what? We're not doing this? No. We're not doing this? <laughs> there, was, there was one. Um, I forget the name of them. There was one group that would just show up. They're, if they weren't a band, but they would go to all the fucking hardcore shows. Uh, and, like, the term for them were crowd killers. And they'd show uh. up and they'd have, like, these these gray hoodies and they'd all have like Adidas or Nike symbols on them, and they'd come in with their hats, and they'd just stand on the wall like this, and they'd wait for that breakdown to come in. And once the breakdown fell, it was just like boom, fists up, boom, oh, face, wow. face, face, face. And they showed up to the fucking like church show, and they started fucking doing what? that shit. <laughs> wow. Oh. Uh, that's stupid. Uh, the cops were called for that one. It was great. The cops were called for that one. <laughs> uh, that was actually the last show that Upper Room ever had. It was, it was pretty great. Uh, I was a guy I used to work with. It wasn't like a bad show or anything, but he's uh, he lives up in the Philly area, mm-hmm. and he's big into the punk scene. And he said that he was talking about one of the times that he went to. It was uh, Rancid and Dropkick Murphys. That sounds and like a great show. And he said, he goes, I don't know if you've ever seen, been to a Dropkicks Murphys concert, but it's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Like at one point, like it was nuts. And then uh, Rancid comes on and I, he's like, for some reason, like that was a part where everyone like backed off for a little bit. But he's like, I forgot about the wall of death that Rancid does. <laughs> and he's like, I just, cause he's like a big overweight dude. Yeah. And he's like, he, he's like, I'm, I'm like bent over like on my knees, not on my knees, but like bent over. And I'm just trying to catch a breath. And he's like, I'm like, I'm fucking dehydrated. And I look up and I just see like two walls of people just run right at me. <laughs> and he's like, dude, he's like, I got it. So I, I got a taxi or an Uber. And he goes, I remember the guy asked me, he's like, are you, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, man, I just got back from a concert. I'm fine, man. And he gets to his house and he looks and he's just matted blood and hair on one side of his face and he just like drinks so much water he throws it all up and just passes out in his bathroom (laughs) that's fantastic and he was like it was one of the best fucking concerts i've ever been to (laughs) i love it when people are clueless about the wall of death because that's not the he just forgot about it yeah no there was one dude was like we're gonna do a wall of death and there was this couple that just stood in the middle of of the pit and they just didn't do anything and the the lead singer just looked at them like, what are you doing? Do something. <laughs> and, oh, you're going to stand there? Okay. I think that was Do it. Exodus show. 
I think well, this guy was always he was always he, what he said was he liked to find someone that like was like a shorter person uh-huh. that really couldn't see the crowd. So he would be like he would be the person to get up underneath their legs and put them up on their shoulders. Doesn't matter if dude, girl, anybody like that. And he's because he's like, I'm pretty fucking solid, man. Like I could sit and like hold my own with someone on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, man, that dude was nuts. He's super huge into the punk scene up there. That's awesome. Uh, my answer is, okay. uh, I, it was 2014. I was, I think I just got to Marsoc, uh, in North Carolina and my roommate's sister hits him up and says, Hey, I got two extra tickets to go see seven dust breaking Benjamin and shine down. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's a really weird lineup. Because they yeah. play completely different music. And I'm like, you know what? Sure, I'll go. Uh, and I think that Shinedown just came out with either Amaryllis or the album that came after it. And I wasn't like a huge fan, but I knew, because I've been to a Shinedown show before back in 08, 09, when they were mm-hmm. doing um, Leave a Whisper and Us and Them, which two fantastic southern rock albums absolutely yeah. fantastic um but we get there it- we get to the venue we drove like an hour and a half two hours to fucking Fayetteville to get there um and the venue is like uh an auditorium like a school auditorium <laughs> and there's seats everywhere i'm like what the fuck is this this isn't a goddamn rock show this is a goddamn play like a <laughs> A school play. And I'm like, this is dumb. And we sit down. We get in our seats. And we're kind of in the back. We don't really see anything all that well. Uh, Seven Dust, I think, just got back together. Or they started touring again. Or they were getting ready for something. But I know that it had been a while since Seven Dust got together and did something. Because they were part of the new metal scene. Um, And they sounded good. They they were okay. Um, I am historically not a fan of Breaking Benjamin. I don't like their music. I would argue if I had another slot that that was the best concert I have ever seen. Breaking Benjamin is fantastic live. Like usually you can tell that there's a difference between uh, the, uh, the, the studio record and then the live record or like the live performance and whatever. No difference. In fact, I That's would say good. that the live version is better. And he was a huge Star Wars fan, so he did like 10 minutes of him, A, shitting on Star Wars Battlefront because he says it was a okay. terrible fucking game. But he did like the Imperial March, took out like lightsabers and shit like that. It was, it was stupid. It was fun. But no, great, great fucking concert. And then Shinedown came on. Uh-oh. They became Bon Jovi 2.0. They played Ooh. none of their old shit. Nothing. They they played Devour from uh Yeah. I forget the, I forget the third album, but Sound they of Madness. The Sound of Madness. They played that song and then everything else was Amaryllis and some other shit. And I'm like That's weird. This is like a I like waste. Devour like Devour's fine, but like The Sound of Madness is a decent record. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong. It, it is a good record. That song's good. Yeah, <laughs> like, but... How do you not play, like, 45 and, like... Burning Even do Bright. Simple Man or any of that shit. They didn't like, play they're very, Simple Man. 
Their version of Simple Man's really good. Yeah, no, they didn't play fucking Simple Man, which is like, I'm like the entire identity of who I expected them to be completely shattered. Like, fucking Brent Smith cut his goddamn hair. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Who are you? What year was this? 14. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Wow, no. the Sound of Madness is that old? Yeah. Sound of Madness Jesus. came out before I joined the Marine Corps. So it's anywhere between 2008 and 2011. Shit. Yeah. Old. <laughs> so that... Mm. It's so overall experience... Probably the worst experience is like any concert I've been to where the cops were called because we weren't supposed to be there. Uh, right. We, we had a concert in the back of like a, a Chinese food place in Huntington Station. Uh, yeah, that was pretty bad because everyone was smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> People got arrested left and right. And it was stupid because like their stage for them to set up was like milk cartons or not milk cartons, but like those, those milk plastic crate, yeah. milk crates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was dumb because the drum kit collapsed. It, it was, yeah, because you're gonna go pretty hardcore on shit. Those don't aren't it sturdy. Was, it was dumb, and then you get those shit kids that like try jumping into like either a other people or structures that other people are on, yeah. just to be a shit. So that was that was a bad night. At the swaying at the rise against concert was really bad. Yeah. It's the sway, the swaying. I had to jump out of the crew, like of everyone that was in front of the stage. I was like, "Fuck this!" My ankles are about to snap. I, I would say, like, the only other concert that I heard ever being terrible was a brand new concert, like the band Brand New, because yeah. Jesse Lakey or however you pronounce his name had a notorious problem of getting shit face drunk uh, <laughs> and then getting on stage, and my buddy. Uh, Tom went is a huge brand new fan. He's just like, yep, those shows are hit and miss. Cause I think, I think Daisy had just been released their fourth studio album and they played Lu- uh, Luca twice in a row. Didn't even realize it. Then he vomited on stage and then passed out in his own vomit. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good concert. <laughs> like he was playing so poorly. He right. was repeating the f- words, whatever. It was so. I, Shine Down. I'm not going to go see Shine Down again. Yeah. Uh, question three uh, Bands that just need to stop. For me, it was Aerosmith, and now I'm thinking it's the Rolling Stones. As great as they both are, take a rest, guys. Uh, I would say ACDC probably needs to stop touring. <laughs> Did they go I had back heard, on tour? Did I had heard quit? recently. I had heard recently that they were trying to go back on tour again. I was That's like, guys, you just just stop. Like, you got some good stuff. I understand. Like, you want to keep rocking, but like, just like become a producer or something. <laughs> they're too old to be producing, man. Like, they're like just chill for the rest of your life. You only got like a, maybe two decades left if you're lucky. I think I know the one guy, the bass player. I think has Alzheimer's. He died. Oh, is that what it was? He died? Yeah. yeah uh, so Malcolm Young passed away. Yeah. Uh, he had Alzheimer's almost, before that, they, though, right? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the the lead singer now. Um, Brian. He's having, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember his last name, but he's having issues, too. But yeah. he just got cleared to start singing again by his doctor. So I guess 
Uh, I didn't know they went back on tour. I just thought it was like a possibility. I, I don't know if they're officially, but I don't know. I would agree. Aerosmith just needs to stop. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Hell Yeah, which ne- never really got into them. Oh, they're terrible. They're 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 that shitty bro metal, like that radio rock friendly bullshit. Like Five Finger Death Punch. Like Five Five Finger Death Punch is another one. Like yeah. Ivan Moody just needs to OD. It's a terrible. The only thing to say. the only like, Five Finger Death Punch song I like is uh, Lift Me Up. Is it's because it has Rob Halford in it. That's the only reason I. I like would that song. argue that that is a decent song, yeah. Um, but, and I also think that the song that the duet that he did with Maria Brink was a uh, pretty good. But I mean, their their songwriting is like, you know, oh, I'm this tragic soul, but I'm so fucking hardcore. Oh um, no, nah. that just, works for maybe like the first couple albums, but after you got money. Like, I don't know if that persona works anymore. Yeah, no. Like, now you're just being cocky. And that's all what American Capitalist was. Like, their third studio album, that's all that that shit was. Like, I have money now, and I'm still a hardcore motherfucker. I'm like, no one believes you, dude. Nah, I'm Uh, good. (laughs) But no, hell yeah. They they needed to go away. Which, luckily, Vinnie Paul died. Which is a really shitty (laughs) thing to say. It but is. with his passing, that means A, I never have to hear Hell Yeah come out with another album, and B, we might see another Mudvayne album in the future. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, you know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that was just because I forget his fucking last name, but the lead singer of Hell Yeah and the lead singer of uh, Mudvayne was just like, yeah, I guess I might do this shit again. Uh, I think Kanye probably needs to chill. <laughs> have you seen have you listened to Jesus is King? No. Oh. Isn't he all like churchified now and all oh, that shit? Yeah. He's a Trump's he is Uncle Ruckus. He is Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> like, I think he needs to chill out. You know one person, it's gonna sound really weird because a lot of people this is like controversy because a lot of people give him a lot of shit. But like I like him because in his personal life, he's a pretty down-to-earth kind of like chill dude. It's just Post Malone. I think his music is okay. Well, hold on. I've only listened to the thing that he did with Ozzy Osbourne. Some of like beer bongs and Bentleys. Like, but that's the thing. Like A lot of people give him – it's the same with Macklemore. People give Macklemore a lot of shit for his music. And I'm like, but dudes sad. are down-to-earth. I mean, yeah, it might be bad music, but like they, they're like he should fucking die and all that. I'm like, dude, he's like a cool guy. Like these are just down to earth dudes. He's like a like, church going white boy. Like, like the minute that I knew Post Malone, that I was like, this dude's just fucking chill as fuck. Is when he was dancing at that Shania Twain uh, yeah. concert. He and also just, he, came out of the hardcore scene. He used to be a part of a metal band. I mean, his father and I think his whole family has all been in the music scene like mm-hmm. ever since he was a kid and all that stuff. But that's his whole thing too. Is like he's like, I want to look like a piece of shit to prove that looks ain't don't mean shit when it comes to music. Mm-hmm. That's why he got a barbed wire tattoo. Honestly, man, Post Malone looks like he smells like cat pee. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I could still fuck around and hang out with Post Malone. You know, yeah. he has a shitty Kagome tattoo from Inuyasha. Really. You've never seen it? Oh, oh hold no. on. Let me find this. Yeah, let me see I'll if I can find it, it real quick. I'll search it. Okay. But yeah, uh, yeah, my Post Malone is just like a chill dude. Like, 
And oh my like, god, it's like number like you put in Kagome tattoo. Yeah, it's it's, it's real like bad. Post Malone right next to it. It's real bad, but no, Post Malone's all right, man. Like he, see, he just seems like a cool guy. Like I'd hang out wow. with him. Wow, it's a real shitty tattoo, and he yeah, hasn't got it covered bad. up either. <laughs> nah, he, he's letting that shit rock. He's wearing the shorts and the high socks. Man, he don't give a shit, man. Wow, that's it up close. Yeah, it looks real bad. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, I want to say other bands. Ministry needs to go away. Uh, Blink One Eighty Two needs to go away. Yeah. Bullet for My Valentine needs to go away. Never a big fan of them. Uh, there's a lot. There's just a lot of bands that I can <laughs> just go down a list. The we can is, say Green Day. Yeah, Green Day can go away. Like like I said, I listen to a lot of music. And yeah. they can just leave. They their time has come, and they just need to be taken away, escorted out the building. <laughs> I am excited. I'm excited to see what Rage does this year. I am worried about what they're going to do. It's been Rage. a while. It's been a while. Because during the time that Rage went away, um, like Delaroca has been doing stuff. The only thing I know that he's been doing, I think he came out with like a solo record. And I know he was doing stuff with Run the Jewels, but Tom Moreno was doing stuff. He did Audio Slave, and Audio Slave was good. But then he first, was doing first two albums were good. Third one started tanking really hard. Well, that's because Chris Cornell kind of lost himself. Remember that solo album Scream? Yeah. Oh, you want to know why Audio Slave, the first album, so good is because Chris Cornell was coked out of his mind. I believe it. <laughs> Like, I, Cochise is a, an amazing... That has Cochise, Show Me How to Live, Like a Stone, all that. Like, that album's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, that... Can't deny that. But the thing is, Tom Moreno went from doing Audio Slave to doing Prophets of Rage, and that is bad. Yeah. That, that, that was a bad band. So... Oh, my friend got back to me. I think the band we saw was Fit for a King. I don't know if you've ever heard of them before. I've heard of them. I have never, Yeah, this is it. Yeah, I've Fit never for a King. listened to them, and I... Yeah. I don't know anything about Fit for a King. I know who they are, though. Nah. They're an American Christian metalcore band. Yep. From Dallas, Texas. Yep. Holy shit, they I didn't probably, know they were actually... A- they've probably toured with uh, Blessed by a Broken Heart, Haste the Day, um, fuck, who else? Uh... Under Oath, like back in the day, though, all those fuckers used to tour with each other. As yeah. they lay dying, yeah. Um, you got anything else? I'm good. Cool. A lot of the uh, older bands just need to kind of chill. Question four: uh, uh, Name a band that were a, that was a huge influence uh, on you and wish that stuck around. For me, uh, going back to. WVU, or I think that's West Virginia University days, it was The Argument. Piano rock group I was on the streets team for. Uh, I'll link a song to them, but they had potential and more talent than most of the stuff on the radio at the time. Uh, Recently, I can't remember anything when I was younger, uh, but recently I had found a band called The Old Stoic, and uh, I never heard of them before. The reason I even found out what they were is remember when I was uh, trying to fix that Guitar Hero guitar? Yeah. I found a YouTube video that had one of their songs in the background. 
I found them. They've only had one album. It's uh, I think it's just a self-titled album. And uh, I found them on CD Baby. You can actually buy a physical copy of the CD that I actually might buy. But uh, here's the album note. is Bringing blues rock back for the 21st century, the old stoic mixes the styles of the old and the sounds of today to create music which is timeless. The old stoic is compri- uh, comprised of vocalist Alice Reed, guitarist Jet Black, bassist Andy Bartleson, and drummer Chris Yeats. Taking inspiration from the likes of Led Zeppelin, Muse, and Jimi Hendrix, this young band is looking to change the dynamics of the L.A. scene. Catchy rock riffs and scrumptious blues licks dominates the aura, aural experience while the dare, yeah, all that stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, very, I mean, I'm from the Memphis area, so anything like rock, bluesy kind of gets me. Like, I like the Black Keys. But this band, I would have loved to hear more from them. I've only ever heard this one album. It was released in 2009. Uh, but I would have liked to see what else they could have done. Right on. The, the, are they on Spotify? Because I'd like to hear that. Uh, yes, I believe they are on Spotify. Cool. I'll look it up. Um, so probably the biggest band, or I should say, the band that made the biggest influence on me growing up was Lincoln Park. Oh um, yeah. I'm gonna divvy this up in phases. Uh, the Hybrid Theory Meteora phase. Is probably like the apex of my youth. Um, I love, yeah, I Meteora. love Meteora. Meteora it's so good. is like looking back at it, it's it does have its flaws, but it's still one of my favorite albums. Period. There's not many songs that I know every word to, but there are two songs off of that album, off of Meteora. It's mm. Faint and uh, Breaking the Habit. I know all the words to both I, of those songs. I went, a, went ahead and like learned those songs on guitar. Now, they're not hard yeah. by any means. They're all power chords. Uh, Faint I, is... Whew, I can... I, 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 I can... If that, song, if that album was playing, I can go word for word on it. Like, yeah. just the entire album is fantastic. Um, but when they went to Minutes to Midnight, I was just like, shit. Ooh, yeah, like, we are was, not the same Linkin Park anymore. That, is, that was a huge letdown to me. However, th- go ahead. The thing is, they would sprinkle some of the good shit in every once in a while. Like, yeah. uh, bleed it uh, out. Bleed it out. Uh, what's the one? Wretches and Kings that was on the Wretches one album? King, no, 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 Wretches and Kings was not Minutes to Midnight. And that was no, the no, no, other no. album that I was going to get into because it's, it's kind of a controversial topic. I yeah. love A Thousand Sons, which Wretches and Kings is on that yeah. album. Uh, I think that entire album is fantastic for what it is. It was kind of like this trip hop, trip hop, uh, uh, synthesizer EDM yeah. uh, metal thing that they did, and I, I thought it was fucking great. It was around Bleed the same time that they came good, out though. with uh, a new divide for the Transformers movie. Yeah, I mean that's I the thing. Every every time I saw a Transformer movie coming out, I'm like, here comes a Lincoln Park album. Yep, it was. I didn't like that song, but I do really like A Thousand Sons. And then after that, they kind of just fell off and did their own thing. Like, The Hunting Party was okay. Um, I forget what they did after The Hunting Party, but they just kind of, like, disappeared. And every now and then, they would release an EP or a B-side that had, like, a really solid metal sound. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, holy shit, we're coming back. But it would just be a cock tease. You get so cock tease a little bit, yeah. 
It's really frustrating. Uh, uh, the old Stoic is not on Spotify, but I have a YouTube playlist here that I'll send you. Okay, right on. It has all the songs on it. Uh, other bands that I was a huge fan of and I really miss, um, Death, because obviously, like, probably one of the most influential death metal bands of the 90s, uh, they were well ahead of their time. They're, like, equivalent to, like, Judas Priest. Um, mm. Him, I, like... <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of gothic rock, man, and gothic uh, butterfly. <laughs> I hate that album. I don't like that album. They they have way better albums than that. I watched so much Viva La Bam, and I still <laughs> and I still don't like him. I never oh, I, liked him. I love him. Like that was. I do band. like CKY though. Really? I did like some CKY music, man. CKY okay. was pretty good because that was uh, that was his brother's band. Yeah. Um, no, him, I, I love Tears on Tape. That was the band that brought me and my wife together. Like, I just sat down to her, I opened up my laptop, it has the hardogram on the back, and just like, marry me. <laughs> like, that easy. Uh, I also miss Strapping Young Lad. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Devin Townsend. Uh, he's I've heard the just, name. He, go look him up. He is a prog metal genius. Like, fantastic. He's done the Devin Townsend Project. He's done the Devin Townsend Band. He's done just Devin Townsend. He's done the Casualties oh, okay, yeah. of Cool, which is like uh, like a, a country album, but it's like a southern gothic country album. Really, really good. It's like uh, Hank Williams Jr. Or Hank Williams Jr. the third is like a – he does a, like a bunch of – he'll do like hard music and shit like that too. Yeah. Uh, and then he did a, a a metal core, like a new metal metal core band called Strapping Young Lad. Um, okay. They're fucking dope. I miss Gwen Stacy. I miss Haste the Day. Uh, Haste the Day, I think their second to last album. Like the album that they were planning on breaking up or like ending the band on. Awesome. Fantastic. Mm. Uh, Chimera, Motorhead. Algalock, Dillinger, Escape Plan. So uh, the the I remember I remember the song that got me into wanting to go to concerts, and it was from the Jackass soundtrack, the movie mm-hmm. soundtrack, and it was "We Want Fun" by Andrew WK. Oh, and I was yeah. like, and I was like, fuck, I want to go to concerts now. I want to be. I wanted to be <laughs> at that rap party. Like mm-hmm. that was an amazing. And what's funny is like Andrew WK is not a huge partier. Have you heard the conspiracy around Andrew WK? No. People believe that Andrew WK is not the same person and they keep on swapping out. Uh, no. Andrew <laughs> WK. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm serious. That's they think dumb. that Andrew WK is like the, like the individual, the persona. He, he's a persona just switched he's a persona, out. Like. But they swap out Andrew WK every so often. Nah, uh, I, I believe it. I re- so the the Jackass Jackass movie that song the music video is on that DVD, mm-hmm. and I remember just looping it nonstop, and I was just like, "Holy shit! I want." That's what got me wanting to go to concerts and shit like there that. Just going crazy. There was an Aquatine Hunger Force uh, episode. Party, party, party! Yes. We want to have a party. <laughs> yes. yes. If you say anything Aquatine, I'm gonna be able to tell you about it. 
You want to know the one with Danzig's in that episode? There's an episode no, no, where Danzig's in it. I know that. I know that. Where, no. the, where the fuck is that turkey? <laughs> uh, yeah, this. Anything? That's the episode where Frylock gets like cancer or something like yeah. that. Uh, fucking. <laughs> and out of anything Adult Swim has ever done, Aqua Teen Hunger Force will never be topped. That's just my so, cold take. I'm so I'm so we watch a lot of Bob's Burgers, yeah. and I'm st- I, I I I hear voice actors now. I know who they are. I've gotten to that point in my life. And there's an episode where they're at like like uh, Bob is at like a fraternity, like cooking for him or something like that. Yeah, and I'm like. I'm like, who the fuck is that voice? And I'm sitting there, like my wife's watching it. She goes, what's wrong? And I'm just talking to myself while I'm cooking. I'm like, who the fuck is that? She goes, are you okay? I was like, I'm just, and then finally I go, it's Master Shake. (laughs) (laughs) And my wife has not seen Aqua Teen Hunger Force a day in her life. And she goes, who? And I was like, don't worry about it. She goes, you are insane. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, since Fuck. we're talking, you know, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. A lot, every episode is all, almost all of it are is ad libbed. They write a three minute script, and then they ad lib off of it. That's amazing. Yes, it's so good. That's amazing. I love Aqua Teen. Party, party, party! We want to have a party. <laughs> I had the first five seasons. I'm gonna watch them now. Um, last question. Does it really matter if Crush 40 has nothing on the Sonic movie soundtrack? Nope. Only 50% of Crush 40 is good. 50%'s a lot. <laughs> but 50% is not passing. It is not. It is not passing. Uh, did you hear the new song with uh Khalifa? It's not bad. It's pretty good. I like it. So I, I'm really torn on it. I want to like it, but there's a lot of parts of it that I'm just like, uh, that's a bad bar. That's you, you can't take it too stupid. seriously either, though. No, I, I, I know. I get it. There, the hook is like enjoyable. It's easy listening. Yeah. Uh, I showed. I didn't know a, who that fourth person was. I don't know who the fucking white boy is. Either. The the I don't the blue haired person. I was like, all right. <laughs> like, who who are you? Um, no. Um, it's 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 fine. It's okay. The re- the reason we like Crush 40 songs, the ones we do like, is because they're bad. Whoa. No. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> the music snob's going to tell me this? <laughs> no, because there's not a good Crush 40 song. Like, okay, okay. Did Crush 40 do Escape from the City? Yeah. I think that's somebody else. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I they they did the uh, what's the one that goes? It's on my playlist. What the fuck is it? It's the song for Sonic Adventure One, where it starts off like thunder, rain, and lightning. Oh, that's um, I, that's supposed to be Sonic's theme, which they then changed for Sonic Adventure Two. Yeah, open up your heart. Yeah, that one's really bad, but I like it. <laughs> uh, no, they're both garbage. Um, they're, <laughs> I'm not going to fight you on it. <laughs> no, Crush 40 did not do Escape from the City. It did they not? By, no, Ted Poley and Tony Harnell. Uh, we should interview them and be like, how do you, how do you guys like getting mistaken for Crush 40? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, apparently, all he's done or all he's known for is Sonic songs. 
Like he's he's get, worked you, a lot with uh, Jun Seune. I probably fucked oh, okay. that name up. I don't give a shit. With Jun San. <laughs> uh, no, that's no. I don't think Crush Forty is gonna work with the new one. I mean, give him one song, maybe. I don't know. No, I'm fine with it. Like it's the hip hop age now. Scotty and I have had this conversation. Uh, at too many games, Johnny Gioelli, uh, or however you pronounce his name, was supposed to be there. And I'm like, hey, that's great. Uh, I saw a YouTube video of when he did a live performance, uh, and that was enough. <laughs> that was enough. <laughs> that was enough. Because he, he, all he does is walk around, sing songs from Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2 and like Sonic Heroes. To not even a live band. It's a pre-recording. He can't can't hit the notes in those songs. All of that is auto-tune. Like, it's not a good time. Like, MC Chris doesn't have a band with him either, but, like, he actually sings his shit and can hit it. (laughs) Yeah, no. It's not not good. (laughs) I've watched MC Chris restart a song five times. (laughs) (laughs) Because he, because he goes into it, he goes, nope, don't like that, and he restarted. He goes, ah, fuck it, fuck it, and he restarted. He's like, ah, I was off a little bit. <laughs> he just kept going. And he was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna do it this time. That's awesome. He get he get tongue tied or something like that. It happens. Mm-hmm. No, this is this album. Like, it's gonna be like a hip hop album. Like, that's what it's gonna be. Something like that. Well, they've already announced what the. The soundtrack is going to be, and I didn't see it on there, but, I mean, there's ACDC, there's Aerosmith, there's uh, uh, Gangster's Paradise is still on it. So it's You know not, what? I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's not an original uh, score. It's just... Yeah. Speaking of Coolio, okay. you, need to, you need to go watch uh, The Hot Ones with Coolio. Because okay. I watch, I watch it. It's it's like in season two. They're on season eleven. I've been watching Hot Ones for a while. I just haven't seen that episode. You need to go back and watch that one because Coolio gets real cocky and dumps the hottest sauce all over his final wing. Oh my god! <laughs> he eats it, but then on the next episode, a couple episodes later, they're like, "Yeah, we had Coolio here, and he dumped it on there and licked the bones clean, and then laid in our dressing room face down in the floor for an hour." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's not probably not far off from the time that I had the black wing. Oh man, you didn't take me there. We should have went there. We, we'll go next time. We had so much shit going on. But that's that. Those are the questions. Amazing. The questions took an hour to get through. <laughs> and I am now convinced that we can do a music podcast with no problem. Oh yeah, we totally could. Uh yeah. So what do you got going on? What we got coming? What are we doing? Uh. I mean, I, I collected all that footage from Anarchy or uh, yes, Anarchy, Anarchy Reigns. So we should probably do something with that. Other than that. Probably. My, uh, I bought. Shit you didn't know existed. Yeah. <laughs> um, I bought two games that I really want to start looking into. Um, I did buy Dragon Ball Z Kakarot because I, I caught a stream from um, Kentman. And oh, okay. it looks good. It does look good. I watched Giant Bomb play it, and I had the exact op, uh, opinion. 
I'll find out tomorrow. I also, <laughs> and it was against my better judgment, but I was just like, okay, fine, whatever. I'll, I'll take a look at it. Uh, Fire Emblem, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Fire Emblem Encore. Um, gotcha. I'm going to give that another shot. I own it for the Wii U. I had gotten somewhat far, but then the hard drive failed, or the external hard drive wiped all my data on my main hard drive. Which was, Ooh. yeah, that that was rough. Um, but I'm going to give it another shot on the Switch. You know, see what happens. But other than that, my slate is clear. So I'm going to find new projects to work on. Uh, I've got the TakeOver review that I've got to finish um, finishing that by the end of the month. It'll come out at the beginning of next month. Uh, I'm still debating on whether or not to buy Temtem because Temtem looks really fun. I saw, uh, I think it was Pet Boyvin. There you go. Uh, he was playing that. it. Yeah. Bruce Green's been playing it, too. Uh, Moss Runner came out on the PC. It's one of the appreciation festivals right now, so I got that I want to play. Uh, I'll be streaming for sure Tuesday, as long as I have no problems. I'll be streaming the Gems Collection on GameCube. Uh, I don't what know game what are you going to play? It's probably going to be the game. I'm definitely going to play Tales Adventure. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try and play through that. Other than that, like, I, I don't want to play Sonic R. <laughs> play Sonic CD. Uh, I played a little bit of that, and I was like, I don't know if I like this either. <laughs> oh, I hate Sonic CD. It's just weird, man, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll kill some time with it. Uh, also, gearing up, getting ready for Doom Eternal, so some Doom uh, streams might be coming, too. But, right on. Uh, I need to pre-order the Yakuza. I have three pre-orders that I have to pre-order, and they all come out fairly close to each other. I need to pre-order the Yakuza stuff that comes out on the 11th of February. I need to pre-order the Bayonetta and Vanquish, which comes out on the 14th of February? Question mark, maybe? And then Doom Eternal comes out on uh, the 20th of March. And I did not look. I know we want to do a segment. I don't know of any games coming out this week. Uh, I did not look it up. Our podcast is already three hours, so <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll skip that segment this time. Uh, but no, just working on that. Uh, just work's been fucking busy. Like they've been, that, you know how that is. Mm-hmm. No, that's about it. Right on. Uh, well, with that, I say goodbye. <laughs> All right, everyone, take it easy. <laughs>